Welcome everybody to the buffer. I know Ham said this is not a first. He mentioned when he got that little virus that ended on 531. Five little years. little virus? Here's go, whatever. That we did one remote recording episode, all remote. I don't remember it. I don't recall it. But we were all remote, all in different cities, too. You know, a couple, couple different states here. Uh, episode 74, January 10th, 2024, Wednesday. And we are on the cusp. Finally, a breaking news story that broke right before the buffer right. recorded. <laughs> Typically, we're a day late and a dollar short, but not today. So, Nick Saban retires. Ham, I'm going to let you tell what little we know about this story so far. Go ahead and tell everybody about this shocking story because I just want to proceed whatever you're about to say. There was a coach, I think one of his assistant coordinators, offensive defensive coaches, like last week was like, yo, Saban, he's good, man. He's got like five more years left in him. Such a weird thing to say considering what just happened to him. So uh, Nick, so this actually broke about t- less than two hours ago from the time we're recording now, and it kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, the buffer um, exclusive. <laughs> I mean, it'll be like a day late by the time everybody hears this. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah. So Nick Saban is not like leaving to go somewhere else. He's retiring from coaching. Um, ESPN's Chris Lowe or somebody broke the story. Um, Nick Saban lost. In the semifinals, like, how do you, I guess maybe his plan was to, like, if we, like, somehow win the whole thing, I can just go out with an eighth title. But he leaves Alabama with six titles. He won one with LSU. So he had a total of seven. Couldn't quite get there in the NFL. He had a brief stint with the Dolphins. Uh, but yeah, 71, 72 years old, Nick Saban is done. I am, uh, I mean, you know, he's going to retire at some point, especially these 70-plus-year-old coaches. So you have Bill Belichick, no word yet what's going on with him. He's not going to retire, whatever happens with him in New England. Pete Carroll was pushed out uh, in Seattle. He's over 70, uh, and now Nick Saban, over 70, and he's done for for good. So I'm I'm surprised. Should he be most remembered for... Selecting Dante Culpepper, <laughs> was it? Was it not that? Yeah, that Remember was. Yeah, because, Drew Brees, yeah, because, and and both of them were injured because like Drew Brees when he was with San Diego, they drafted Philip Rivers after him. He tries to unlike Cam Newton. Maybe Cam Newton learned from Drew Brees, but like he went for the ball and and somebody fell on his shoulder, right. fucked it up, right? And so he went. You know, so there was that concern. Culpepper had other concerns. They went with Culpepper over Brees. A terrible choice. Uh, he flamed out it with the Dolphins. Uh, so, he, you know, you would think maybe he was, he was going to go and try and avenge his um, NFL record, but he was like, fuck it, I'm a made man in college football, I'm done. Uh, it would have been nice if he stuck around for at least one more year. Georgia was going to go to Alabama, maybe try to salvage something, because, like, Georgia, Alabama, during the Kirby Smart, Nick Saban years, have, have been heavily towards Nick Saban. Like, Georgia's won a game or two, maybe, uh, but every other game has been, even with teams that are not as good as uh, uh, Georgia, he was able to to best them. So like he and he he's done that against everybody. It's not like he had Georgia's number. He had everyone's number. Uh, he'll go down as probably the best head coach in college football, right? I mean, he's, title wise, he's got to be number one. Uh, well, I'm I'm waiting for Benium to calm up. <laughs> Overrated. Nah, Nick, Nick Saban is the truth. It's better than Nick that. Nick Saban is the truth. No, he's, part, he's, he's not the Belichick tree, but like, well, I don't think he is. But like, he's, oh no, he's did not. he did he not coach under Belichick at some point? There's some no. sort of, maybe they're just friendly, but I don't know if they had any. There's a link there. They're yeah. they're they're cool. There's no link. There's no link. 
Okay. I mean, they're both winners. Respect. Yeah. Uh, you know, plus or minus. I think this does plus double down on the the theory that what we floated the idea that there's no better job than being a college football oh, head coach, yeah. right? No doubt. Because he fails, flames out in the NFL, and it's like a footnote, not even a footnote, right? It's like in the appendix of his like autobiography because he just killed it. And I just want to say to the listeners, we don't really have any younger listeners, I don't think. <laughs> But there are people out there who all they know is Alabama has been dominant forever. And what people don't know is when we grew up, right. Alabama was not good. And when people talked about Bear Bryant and all this legacy of Alabama, I was like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Like, Kind of like how we talk about Nebraska now, right? right? How right. they used to be amazing during <laughs> the time. And how the kids now yeah. are talking about the U. They're like, keep, keep on talking about Miami. Miami ain't shit. Yeah, Miami was... <laughs> now Miami's trash. Yeah. But back For in the day... To bring them back... Like the way he did, and not only get him a title or two, but what six did you say? Six at Alabama, one at LSU. Yeah, and crazy. And I, I mean, obviously, I think he's the goat for college. I yeah. mean, it's hard to, yeah, college coaches because so much of it's about recruiting. But. Yeah, it's not even. I mean, first of all, I mean, it's that's why I find it funny that Binyam gives kudos to somebody who wins at the college level where you can get the players. You don't have to go through the draft. There's no like merit-based kind of system where you you can't just pluck players it's from everywhere. It's essentially the same thing. No, All it's not. Was, what are you talking about? Listen, you can, you... Listen, what he did, what he got Tom Brady, right? Yeah. It's like it's like basically like, you remember when we played um, NBA Jam? Yeah. Remember like, he's on fire. It didn't matter when you were on fire, you could just like right. dunk the ball, Anything, yeah. run up. You can make every shot. Like Tom Brady was like having NBA Jam. Yeah. He had the universal cheat like, code. Once, once the cheat code wore off, right. that's it. Yeah, you know he was immortal, and <laughs> um, once he became immortal, that's it. Like we didn't see anything from this guy. Like this guy has been a loser ever since, to the point where they had to retire his ass. <laughs> that's Come true. On, Mike, uh, now, Nick Saban, on the other hand, yeah, oh, he's one with so many different people. He has to go and recruit. He went to a small town, in Alabama, made him something. I mean, come on, he did a lot for that community. It, was he not the coach of Jamarcus Russell? Was that Saban or was that Miles? I, that, that's I a good question. I'm not sure. That sounds like Miles. That sounds like Miles. I don't think he would recruit to uh, win a title. I'm trying yeah. to remember who the quarterback was when uh, he won. But, I mean, let's not forget, when he left LSU, there was a lot of people talking about, you know, flashing the pan, whatever. And then he flailed, flamed out. So, I mean, his, like, the comeback story was not predestined, I think, for him when he failed in the NFL. I think there are a lot of doubters and haters. And then I think there was a lot of hate. You know, he's a West Virginia boy which is pretty redneck for people that don't know, but he's kind of a northerner and he came down to Alabama. He is not affiliated with Alabama in any way. He didn't go to school there. He's not a homegrown product. And people doubted Saban. I think a lot of people were like, this this guy ain't going to make it in the South. Like He can't survive in the SEC, and clearly. Right. Right. Uh, Ham, were you surprised? Or did you have... Yeah, because I... I... You know, the, this whole uh, week, you know, uh, it, you know, in the, in the last episode, Binyam was making a, uh, he was shitting on uh, Belichick because he was not, he was going to be shit can because the word was basically it's, it's, it's a foregone conclusion. Belichick is going to go. And, and, and so at the end of the season, there's usually that Black Monday, the Monday after the NFL season ends where a lot of coaches get fired, like almost immediately, as soon as I think it hit midnight, Arthur uh, Smith for the Falcons got shit can. Like they didn't even wait until the morning Cycle. I think the release came out at like 2 a.m. or something. Right, it was like so, like, 
You know, like you, you that usually happens <laughs> with like, like NBA tra- trades or whatever. Like, like as soon as it like, hits, you know how like when you know when you and they uh, motherfuckers they didn't even office. wait till twelve a.m. Pacific time. Yeah, it was yeah. like yeah. that's yeah. gangster, dude. No, nah, no, nah, you know how like when you when you're at work and you set your yeah, emails to be sent at a certain time. Yeah, it's yeah, almost schedule. like they did that. Like it was scheduled. <laughs> okay, just send it out automatically. You want this nigga out? Yeah. So the, funny, but Arthur Arthur Smith's like, "Yo, uh, Mr. Blank, like, why did you fire me?" He's like, "What, what are you talking about?" He's like, you sent me an email this morning, like early in the morning that I'm fired. He's oh, like, I forgot. Oh, I forgot shit. I forgot. I scheduled that thing in October. Like, I already kind of knew, man. Yes. I was going to cancel it. But after we just lost that game to the Saints. <laughs> yeah, yeah we just go. figured. Yeah, so, so, like, a lot of the attention was, as far as coaching changes, was NFL. The only college football coaching issue that I was looking at would, would be Harbaugh. He did the thing with Michigan. And so, like, w- was he going to leave or not? But at no point, I did not hear any talk about Nick Saban considering contemplating anything about him leaving this year. So that, yeah, I am, I'm surprised not that he, I mean, he's going to retire at some point and and it's not like a bad time to do it now. Next year, the playoffs are going to expand and, and the conferences are getting bigger. Maybe he thought this would be a good time. Like the end of this era of college football is done. So let me leave now. So like, you know, looking back at it, it kind of makes sense. But like, I, I had no idea that he was planning on, on getting out of here. Saban should just, I don't, I don't know how much recruiting he's doing actively anymore anyways, but man, I would just hire, like, I would tell the Alabama, like, um, the football operator, what do you call him? Um, shit. What do you call the academic guy? The, the, the athletic, athletic director. The yeah, athletic director, director, right? I would tell him like, look, man, I ain't, I ain't about this shit no more. Really don't want to coach no more. Really want to do shit. But I'll stay on if you pay my assistant coaches and coordinators a shit ton of money, let them do fucking everything, and I'll just kind of be the closer for the recruits, and I'll be on the sidelines. I'll call a player or two. Let me get my paycheck. Yeah. Just because you'll get the recruits because I'm Nick Saban. Right. But I actually don't want to, like, do anything anymore. So it is weird that he kind of had it made, but maybe he's so maniacal. He's just getting old. Like maybe right. he just his body can't handle. Maybe the he's like uh, you know, like I, I think I, I always invoke the uh, Forrest Gump uh, scene where he was running and then he just stopped. So maybe he's just like he was coaching, <laughs> okay, he and then I he think just I stopped. I go home now. <laughs> I think that's that's like the best analogy. I think that's what happened. Like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> so who's next? So you, you know, know, so there was uh, a word on the street. You already got a word. You just were surprised that he got fired, and now you know the word. Word on the street is years ago. Dabo Sweeney was up for that job because he's a Bama guy. He's a he's a Bama guy. He's he's through and through. He hangs out. He actually him and Saban kick it every summer on a boat in Boca Raton, like all this shit. So that's the word on the street. But I don't know. Does he have a buyout? The real word, like accounting on this. So there, you guys want the real word? You guys, you let me know. I'll let you know the real word if you guys want to know. Oh, do you, do you know Binyam? It's prime time in Alabama, baby. <laughs> oh my God! Prime time. <laughs> that would be hilarious. No, I can hey, see that happening. Also, aren't yeah. they uh, 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 the tandem in those commercials? Double Sweeney. Just, what? I was just I just looked this up. He has a seven and a half million dollar buyout. That ain't shit. Yeah. That, oh, that's yeah. that's chump change. Yeah. Jump change, man. So, yeah. So, so, and I, after the season he had, I, I, I why uh, not jump ship? Because we didn't like this nigga. I, I shared a uh, on the group chat. Uh, there was uh, basically just a list of coaches, and Dabo is one of them. James Franklin from, I don't know why they would get him for Penn State. Uh, Dan Lanning, Oregon uh, head coach, who was uh, formerly of Georgia. Uh, 
But yeah, I, I think it'll come down to like how hard is it to get out of whatever contracts. I don't know what uh, Lanning's contract is. I don't. I mean, I don't know. You know, to to that. Uh, 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 I don't know uh, uh, as far as uh, Deion Sanders. Like, I mean, that's not going to happen. But it'd be hilarious. And and you know, to that point, like they literally have those commercials together. What if he got tipped off? You know, he's like, "Hey, I'm leaving." Like, Saving the Aflac, you know, the Aflac commercials. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're all, you know, commercials. So maybe, you know, maybe he's been buddying up with, uh, he's like, man, I like this Prime guy. He's got, he's got the same set and of I skills I have. And I can see both races come, you know, from both ends, you know? Like, Prime is going to be like, oh, them crackers ain't ready for us. <laughs> and the, oh, and then the white folks like, oh, I, we ain't ready for these <laughs> niggas to come in here <laughs> with the gold chains gold and the funny man. language. Although, <laughs> body language. I think Dabo's the front runner. <laughs> yeah. What is Dabo is contract? Um, shit, some coach just got re up for a shit ton of money. Um, but I mean, I don't know, 15 million a year or something. I don't know, whatever they're gonna fucking give them. Is it uh, is it an enviable job to follow up? Yeah, Saban, I, I, right? I, like, would so you want just, though that? Just in my personal, I mean, you're gonna opinion, get all the no, best no. players in the nation, so why not take no. that? But like, all the expectations, Dabo. too, not right? Necessarily, I, no, I don't know. No. Like, if you look at I Dabo, disagree with that. I disagree with that. That pressure at Clemson, it's not the same, but it's not. They, they, people, the program is made by the person, not yeah. by the program itself. So the program can only go as long as that person is there. Like, you know, when when um, Saban came into Alabama, Alabama was terrible. Within like two years, he got him to like a world-class organization. So once once people find out that he's not going there, it's going to be hard to get those four and five-star recruits. He might be able to do it for an extra one or two years, but after that, it's going to be downhill. So, because well, why couldn't you do that in Clemson? That's what so, you're so, Binion, right what you're saying is you do watch, but Dabo's, Dabo's young, he's hip. He, I mean, he has like the qualities yeah. that young recruits like. I uh, can, I can see him they, going they, to Alabama. He could flip Dabo. some Clemson recruits too, right? They go to Alabama. Yeah. Why they not? They probably have a lot of recruits from Georgia and Alabama that go to Clemson. So, why not just flip? I agree. And then after the, again, like I said, the year he had at Clemson, we were calling for Dabo's head. Because he was his, he does not. So, so would you be you you'd be okay with him leaving, Mike? Yeah, fuck that nigga. If he leaves, really? is, is Clemson uh, of the stature that they can? Un- I mean, he's like a great coach. They, yeah, who are you, dude? <laughs> he what sucks. The fuck? He this no like Jonah Hill. Jonah it's, Hill it's, got it's, with us. It's his, no, it's his staff. <laughs> it's it's not. It's Dabo. He 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 doesn't remember. He doesn't use transfer portal. He doesn't leave it in a nil. He's just not getting with the times at all of the That's new college. Clemson, Clemson got them cheap ass boosters. Once he gets to Alabama, he gonna see that that pile of money. He's gonna be like, "Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> man, get out of here, man." Shador, do you want to transfer? <laughs> just watch, man. <laughs> yeah, right. He's gonna get Shador Sanders to transfer. Okay, maybe get that DJ guy to transfer. <laughs> what about Kirby? No, no, no. no right? Oh yeah. No? What about Kirby? No, he's not going anywhere. No, that, I mean, why not? The biggest winners out of this is Georgia. No, only, because first of all, it had was Alabama. But but he is right. He, yeah, this is the biggest winner. It's UGA. I know, but they, not but not it's for their, it's their division now. But not forever. Like Nick Saban had Georgia's number. Like there's no opportunity oh, Y'all for got two titles in three years. Yeah, no, but not you know this upcoming year. There, it was going to be Georgia at Alabama. It would have been a great you know opportunity for Georgia. But yeah, it's it's it's, it's done. Just and, you know, don't look a gift towards just, just a little f just a little FY Irpin Clemson got. Two titles in three years, too. I just said that. Why? Why are you booting him? Two, but why are you booting Dabo? He <laughs> you said two, UGA had two titles in three. No, years. No, I said why you want to get rid of Dabo? He got you two titles. Like, yeah, and you're you're like ready to let him go. So what the fuck, man? 
You you will never potentially. Hey, listen, listen, listen. It's right, man. Listen. If you, you are, in the, in, if you are in the industry of college football or coaching in general, it's always even business. What have you done for me lately? Yeah. Fickle business. What have you done for me lately? Well, Alabama Dabo? hasn't won a title in what three or four years. So you know, maybe <laughs> what has he done lately? You know, Saban. Yeah, Come maybe on, that's why he was pushed out. All right, correct. You can't you be fucking Michigan. Get, get your ass out of here, man. Yeah. <laughs> you you lose to a Big Ten school, nigga. <laughs> you got to go, bro. That was the last straw. <laughs> Well, uh, there was a much bigger story in the larger landscape of college football. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe Saban is the biggest story, right? Because he is the GOAT coach in college football, right? But the real headline should have been the real uh, topic that we should have started with was Captain Comeback. Literally yeah. coming back from a cheating <laughs> scandal, whatever that whole thing was. I don't even can't even recall at this point. Multiple. And Mich- oh, yeah. Huh? Multiple. Sign stealing. Yeah. Multiple infractions and stuff. He got into trouble, but he took his suspension, took it like a champ. His uh, interim coach cried like a little baby. I was proud <laughs> of that man right there for letting his emotions out on the field. And Michigan, undefeated, goes on to win the title. They kind of put an ass whooping on Washington. They pulled of. away. Yeah, it was kind of a weird game because they were up big early. I mean, they were dominant early. It got tight, and they pulled away. And the score doesn't really, look they- like a close game. Really, like like last year, Ohio State-Georgia was kind of the de facto title game Yeah, when Georgia edged it out, right? Uh, the Michigan-Alabama game was a little bit like the de facto title game a little bit. Michigan goes for a couple big fourth quarters on their own side of the field late in the fourth. They convert. They go on to win the uh, get this winning touchdown. They beat Alabama. Yeah, They play with guts. And then they go on to beat Washington. So Harbaugh finally, right? I think people were calling for Harbaugh's head a few years ago, right? Or he might oh, leave for the NFL. Yeah, they, they, would, they would always yeah. be they, they would always fall short. I mean, the last two times, I mean, they got curb stomp against uh, Georgia in the semifinal a couple of years ago. Then they lost to TCU the previous year. So like they were always kind of close, but not. They could never get over the top until this year. Man, I wish Simon was with us recording. Oh. I really <laughs> would love to know Simon's opinion on Michigan and Harbaugh winning a title. And before we get into everybody's thoughts, I want to toot my own fucking horn. I'm not as prescient as Ham was, where he predicted Georgia, you know, almost a calendar year mm, before winning the title. But on the November 2nd podcast, I did call Michigan nice. winning it all, even amidst all the cheating scandal. I said it's just a perfect narrative, the perfect story wrapped up in a bow. Harbaugh overcomes this, the team coalesces, and they go on to win the whole thing. Kind of had them beating Georgia in the final, which honestly, Georgia was probably the best team in college football, I think, this year. Except I think when they, they play beat- Nick Saban, yeah. I, I personally think Georgia would have beat everybody in the CFP, but, you know, that's not how it is. That's not how it works. Nope. Good thing uh, Florida State didn't get in. Though. That's all <laughs> I got to say. I don't know if we recorded before the CFP happened. I don't think so, but uh, yeah, Florida State did not look so good. I mean, they, I mean, to be fair, they 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 most of their players weren't playing. A lot I know, but you put Georgia's yeah. second string yeah. against yeah. Michigan. Right. They'll probably lose by 15, not Fifty or sixty, or whatever yeah. the fuck. Nah, I don't think. Uh, Michigan looked pretty solid this year. I think they could have taken UGA. So, what do you think, Mike? What do you think about Michigan's run? I don't know how un how, uh, I how surprising was it? It, it. it it's not per se surprising. What's I would say what's more surprising is Georgia not making it out of everything. Like Michigan winning was like the the greatest thing that happened was Bama beating UGA. Like <laughs> that was the best thing. Cause I and I'm thank God that it happened because I'm I'm just glad I won't have to hear this three peat. Oh bullshit. man, if we had the three peat, uh you guys would oh, be even man, more annoying. That would be the most annoying. Wait till the motivation for next year though for that Georgia team. Um, I don't give a fuck. See how motivated they're going to be stomping 
the cup. No, they're not. No, they're not. Because remember, there's going to be a gauntlet of call the fucking playoff. I don't know Alabama. The gauntlet. Well, it could be a gauntlet. You never know. Clemson could be in it, but Clemson will be in it most likely. But it will be uh, without Nick Saban and without Jim Harbaugh. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jim! Without Jim Harbaugh. Oh yeah, he's leaving. Yeah. If he leaves, if he leaves, if he leaves, where he gonna go? NFL? He gone. Raiders. Or Chargers. Oh, oh you calling it? Oh, yeah. Raiders? No. Raiders or Chargers? The Falcons, man. No, Falcons are stacked, Antonio dude. Pierce is getting that job. Falcons oh, no, no. are the best head coaching job. We'll we get to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, how surprised were you by Michigan actually just kind of going, first of all, making it to the CFP and then actually just winning the whole damn thing? I knew they were going to do that. I, I Once they once they revealed the four, I'm like, okay, Michigan, out of this group, Michigan got it. Like even a hobbled Alabama team, I was like, "Yeah, they they definitely got this. This is Michigan's. This is Michigan's year's year to like. It's their year. Just don't fuck it up. Don't fuck up the wet dream. Like you had it in the bag. So yeah, that was my thoughts. They look so dominant. They're oh, the, the first half. I thought they. Were, I, I'll be honest. I went to bed. Uh, probably like mid third quarter. I was like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm this is. It looks like they're gonna break. Because at first. Looked like Michigan was just going to just take that shit. Steamroll. But then I'm like, yeah. And then the then, uh, and then Washington came back. I'm like, oh, this is, this is this is okay, okay, a little spicy. But then Michigan pulled away again. I was like, yeah, I'm tired. Michigan got this. Woke up. I didn't know until uh, probably when I I I got to work at nine o'clock that morning. Who won? I'm like, oh, Michigan won. Go figure. Knew it. It just felt so, like one of those games where Washington was hanging around, but Michigan looked so much better. It's right. One of those games you're like, look, Michigan will pl- make a play here and there, and Washington will have moments, but they yeah. won't be able to convert because they just can't get past that wall. And that's kind of yeah. what happened. Washington had many chances to take the lead in that game, and they just couldn't do shit. I mean, their so, quarterback, uh, Penix. Yeah, that, or Penix? Penix? Yeah, Penix. Yeah, Penix. <laughs> Penix. Big Penix energy. Big but they just don't want to say it. It was small no, it's panic energy though on Monday. Like he was like uh, missing. Yeah, was v- like very, there were very. there were. I mean, obviously, you know, the, uh, Michigan's uh, fat guys, right? The the front four and their O line dominant. Like they were applying a lot of pressure on defense against uh, Washington and also against Alabama. They were able to penetrate and dominate. Uh, yeah. And uh, the Washington quarterback was just rattle the whole game like he was even when he was when he had time to throw which he did not have a lot of time he was missing like he was inaccurate like the the whole time yeah. so it's kind of weird it was like it was yeah. like the moment yeah, yeah i know i did yeah yeah. Him. yeah i was like i was like man now never mind that because that I, I, i'm not he you know if he can't figure it out against college defense is not going to be able to figure out against the NFL. Oh, come on, man. So the pendulum yeah. swings the other way. Like, get out of here. By the way, uh, interesting, uh, I don't think this will be repeated, you know, like, I don't know when uh, LeBron hit his 40,000 points or whatever, and I said that that record won't be broken in our lifetime, uh, and I think I'll poo-pooed, uh, even though it's true. Uh, <laughs> Jim Harbaugh was suspended, two separate three-game suspensions this year. He missed six games. Like his Wait, what was the first one? It was yeah. in the offseason, there was some sort of issues. I forget what it was, but basically they, were, they came to agreement that he would serve a three-game suspension to start the year. And then the Connor you know, Stallion. Like, I forgot about that. Yeah. That this is, is like right. When the Warriors won and um, what's his name? Um, Steve Kerr. Uh, the coach of the Kings now, but Mike Woodson or whatever. Uh, Not Mike Woodson, I'm sorry. Uh, but the coach of the Kings, he took over. Yeah. And he went like 
whatever, 39 and two or oh, something. Oh, like Luke Walton, was it? Yeah, Luke, was it Luke Walton? I think it might yeah. have been Luke Walton. Isn't that what, what got him the, the King's job? Yeah, and then Kurt yeah, came yeah, got him the King's job. <laughs> he's like, maybe Luke Wilson, Walton. Like, yeah, he's like, not bad. He deserves to win. <laughs> Fucking Luke Walton. But, but like, like, his suspensions could have been eligible for a bowl. I mean, six games is remarkable to miss six games. Uh, and then win, and then go fifteen and zero, and win the national title. I can't imagine a scenario where that could. Ha- I mean, it's such a weird. Because if you're going to be suspended for that many games, you're likely susp- your team is going to lose some games, or you may be suspended for more than six games. I don't think that will be repeated. Uh, Michigan had more yards in rushing than Washington had in total. Like that, just kind of show like how dominant they were on the O line. They're able to just. I, other than just that weird like second quarter, third quarter downward spy, uh, where they didn't do much on offense, like first quarter dominant, fourth quarter at the end pulled away. Uh, just an overall dominant team. It was a good way to kind of finish. I'm not sure when the last competitive final title game we've had. I mean, we had competitive semifinals, right? But like there hasn't. I mean, the two of one against Georgia. Yeah, so with it but is that, that's like 6 7 years ago. Is, has there been something more recent than that? Like it seems like there's at least one competitive game, but it's usually one of the semifinals. When Florida State won with Jameis, that was some that was pretty competitive. Was James Did they play Oregon or who who did they or did they lose to or, I forget. They lost to Oregon, I okay. believe, in the semis the following year, but I can't remember who they beat in the finals, but that that Florida State title, it was it was good. Right. Yeah, you're right. A lot of these games are blowouts, right? Even a lot of the CFP matches in the, like the initial rounds have yeah. been bad in the like. Wait till next year, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they expanded to twelve. Some of those could get really ugly really quick. Yeah, I think it's pretty crazy. Uh, I, this title's not going to get vacated, right? I I don't think nah. so. I think the the, the 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 unless something new comes to light, I think they would rather that because like they like Harbaugh was kind of contesting the second suspension. And then they came to an agreement to say, okay, I'll eat the three games and basically we'll, we'll stand down. So as far as I know that they're not, they're not looking into it any further, but if something comes to light and they, like, oh, this, they were cheating the whole time or whatever, and they continue to cheat after we looked into it or whatever, like something else would have to come to light. I, I think the existing information has already been addressed. So I think if it stays that way, no asterisks, no vacation, no vacated title, but in any event, this is the perfect, just like earlier I was saying, you know, I guess looking back at it, it kind of makes sense why Nick Saban would use this opportunity to leave. You know, this is like the end of this format of playoffs. This is a perfect opportunity for Harbaugh to leave. He won the title, go to Disney World or whatever, visit the White House, do whatever, and then fuck off. But are you are you saying that like he was angling to leave for, the, for a while and now this is just the right moment? Or maybe he's just happy in Michigan. Maybe he's just like, this is my destiny and I'm great here. And I don't want to fuck with But his destiny, he, I mean, his, his he fulfilled what he set out to do, which is to bring a title for his alma mater, right? So, I mean. Yeah, but go back in the NFL and where, I mean. He but, I mean, he was Herbert. so close, though. He was so close. Yeah, he went against his brother in yeah, that Super Bowl versus, you know, like the, the Ravens yeah, and the 49ers. Yeah, and great. he came yeah. up short, but, like, it, it, and, and he only left because of front office stuff, right? Some, that York Harbaugh, Harbaugh's great. Yeah. Harbaugh's a great coach. I, I really do believe that. I think in the NFL, he proved he was pretty great, too. And I think even though Michigan underperformed a bit, they were in the CFP, like, yeah. almost yeah. every year. Yeah. So, like, people would hate on Harbaugh. Oh, the Big Ten, and they got blown out sometimes. It's like, so what? Right. He's, like, winning all the time. He's getting there. And yeah, he can't beat Ohio State all the time until this year, but 
he's been there. Like, I mean, people have become like, I think people want every great program to be like an SEC program, yeah. like in Alabama. So they look at an Ohio State of Michigan, they're like, oh, you haven't won in a while. Or, you, you, you know, you come close, you only win 14, 13, 14 games a year. It's like not everybody's going to be Alabama and Saban, right? right? The aforementioned Saban. Right. And now like, Alabama won't be Alabama without Saban. Alabama won't be Alabama. No more. The coach <laughs> fucking matters, dude. Yeah. It, it matters just for the repertoire. And I'm probably unless I you're in New England. Unless you're in New England. <laughs> unless you're in New England. But let's also not forget the big thing is when you recruit these kids, the kids do care about the coach sometimes. Yes. They look at how many scandals have have they had? How, what is the coach's moral? Nigga, come on, kid. dog. You think four or five star recruits give a damn about they scandals? Do, <laughs> they do. If you if you're if you're somebody who wants to take care of their son, imagine you have a kid who all they know is football their whole life. The they've been parents, coddled. Maybe they've been enabled. They've been taking care of their whole life, right? They are afraid if I let my kid go to some like loose school, and they'll just do whatever the fuck they want. I'm afraid for my child. And you go up to Saban. He hasn't. Has he had any scandals? Has he had one actual real yeah, scandal in Alabama? Yeah. I don't think. I don't think anybody wants to fuck Saban though. You think that's what? Think it about is? Georgia, dude. No, I'm not talking about sexual scandals. <laughs> but look at Georgia. Georgia hasn't had like major scandals, but they've had. Uh, who's dude, the how many players have they had like with these uh, driving, uh, speeding, yes, and uh, yeah. gun charges? Yeah. Nothing that's like coaching cheating per se, right. really. Right. But it's just been like the program has been sort of just like. Crazy, right? Inmates Georgia? running the asylum in a way, right? About Georgia, right? Yeah, yeah. Georgia, but not Alabama. Like my kind of place, shit though. about Alabama. Yeah, that's how my my kind of place, though. If I'm a kid, I want to go where the action's at. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what it, I, I, the action in, in in this case. I think players look to see where other players are going, and they're like, because they want to go to work. You know. Like they want the prime time game. They they want the the best kind of college football experience. They don't go to some bum right. school and and they don't do anything. I mean, some of the players will want an opportunity to play. So like they're like, I, I don't want to be like at the bottom of the the the, uh, the depth chart for Alabama. I would rather start at Clemson if it's going to be that. But like otherwise, they would rather go to the best programs. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see who they replace Saban with because that may affect recruiting, especially now how lax it is with the transfer portal and you don't have to sit out. So like if they hire, if they, if they whiff on the head coach, they're like, man, I'm not playing for that bum. Like they get that James Franklin guy from Penn state who can't win shit. Like yeah. you could see just like an exodus of just like, man, I'm transferring out to anywhere else. I'll go to Auburn. Like I, all, <laughs> Auburn can I, get I all the players right now. I ca I'm calling it right now. Alabama, just like I said about Belichick, unless they get some kind of like big name, which is kind of hard to do because, Kirby Smart's doing well in Georgia. There's no reason for him to leave. Um, Kirby just has a great situation. Yeah, he's got a perfect situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dabo, Dabo may go Urban there. Urban Meyer is some... a free agent right now, is he not? <laughs> oh, God, please. The hey, man, say what you want. For college, he's Urban Meyer is a great fucking coach. Uh, I think, college, dude. Man, Urban is done, man. I yeah, think I he's just saying that's a big had, name. He had, he had one of the most embarrassing de debuts when he went to, when he went to Jacksonville. Yeah. That was yeah, just a Saban also flamed out in the end. I know, but not the no, same. No, no, I mean, like not not like yeah. I mean, they were talking about like the preparation. Team didn't respect them. Like, there's just certain things as a coach you may struggle with, like you know the the payroll because like there's unlimited payroll. So like there's a little bit of a discipline issue because you're trying to be a disciplinarian. But we're talking about college. You don't have none of those. But, I'm telling you. No, what I'm telling you is he went coach. to he went to the NFL and he was like the student. He was the one that was wilding out. Couldn't keep his, you know. Oh, man, that doesn't matter. Keep... Doesn't matter how you do in the NFL, dude. These college coaches, they can't. They typically cannot translate. Only reason Harbaugh translate because he played in the NFL. 
Like Harbaugh was an NFL player, a really good one at that. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Don't be surprised if his name gets mentioned and they throw him a shit ton of money and basically he has Ohio State of the South, right? Basically right. all the recruits he wants, anybody he wants, and he's going to be on six, seven primetime games a year. Yeah. Um, I will put a pin in the Michigan discussion, not the Harbaugh discussion, but they went 15-0. and uh, Georgia also went undefeated last year. And I think Alabama one year before that or a few years before. Yeah, and then LSU and Clemson also. Are L- yeah, but before that, there was like this massive gap. I saw some stat like 50, 60, 70 years, nobody had gone undefeated. And now it's like every year the team's going undefeated. But they beat their bitter rival, Ohio State, right? They go in, they win, beat Alabama, yeah. big Alabama, in Saban's farewell, right. looking back now, right? Yeah. And then they beat a loaded, offensively talented Washington team. Pretty easily, yeah. you know, going away. Dominantly, I mean, they were dominating. And also, I mean, uh, the whole year, they did not allow any team, not one team, to score more than 24 points. And they did not score fewer than 24 points in any game. Like, every yeah. game. Usually, you'll have those, like, weird games and a team will... It'll be like this weird high-scoring game that you'll, you know, outduel the other team. Yeah. But, like, they kept every single team 24 or fewer points the whole year. Yeah, if that was Alabama... Everybody would say this was one of the best dominant teams of all time or whatever they would say, right? right. But it's Michigan, so people don't give them that much cred. But uh, definitely a very, very dominant year. I kind of do wish they would have met Georgia in the final. Yeah, that would have been fun. It would have beat a Georgia team. Yeah, roses all around for everybody on that Michigan roster, right? But kudos to them. Ham, you already hinted, you believe, maybe inside Intel or not, that Harbaugh is leaving for the NFL potentially. You got a landing spot? So Indianapolis get rid of Steichen? No, no, no. Steichen is great coach. They're not going to get rid of him. But they, uh, there was a uh, some some like a like an assistant GM for the Colts was asked to be interviewed by the Raiders, and he that I forget the guy's name, but he has history with uh, Harbaugh. And another, uh, there's been another like coaching staff interview request from somewhere else. Who also uh, has a connection. Team? So yeah, if you make, if you draw, you know, triangulate what's going on, he's going to leave because also he. I guess he made a bet with uh, his players. If they win, he's going to get a Michigan tattoo, and it had the fifteen and zero and all that stuff. He didn't oh. have a tattoo small enough to include like a second or third title, right? So it's just enough space just for the one, right? So he's definitely the internet leaving. sleuth here, the detective, <laughs> internet detective here, dedu- deductive reasoning there, Ham, I, I like it. I would say, I would have said 100% the Raiders if it weren't the Raiders. Aren't they like notoriously cheap and, and, and whatnot, are. right? But so, they, they have talent though. Let's, right. let's, it's not the worst place to be. I mean, there's some good openings, man. There's some good openings in the NFL. Yeah, that's true, yeah. But I think, yeah, he's, he's definitely gone. Yeah, I mean, we can transition right into that. We're talking about Harbaugh jump into the NFL and talking about vacancies, head coaching vacancies. Honestly, I'm not sure if any of these have been filled yet, but there's some enticing jobs and some potentially enticing jobs that could be coming. Uh, we can go through really quickly yeah. the guys who are out or maybe soon to be out. Falcons fired Arthur Smith. We, I think we um, mentioned it already. But uh, By the way, I didn't realize how ugly he was. <laughs> he's got a mustache. He's That's not how they uh, make he's decisions, like a, he's though, like right? A turkey neck, you but know? he's the like kid of the neck. he's the kid of the FedEx guy. Do you think uh, the Falcons uh, are gonna have some shipments delayed and lost? Oh, after this firing, yeah, I don't think he's got that kind of control. But yeah, I mean, people do troll on the internet. It'd be funny <laughs> if they were like announcing our new sponsor for the 2024 season, UPS. <laughs> UPS. <laughs> like, 
Uh, so Arthur Smith get Arthur Smith gets shit canned after you know two decent years hovering around five hundred. I think it was shit. three years, and there were like seven, like and nine or eight. It's like just kind of like Theocrity that. at its finest. Yeah, who was that? The uh, who that seven and nine guy? The for the Rams for a while that he played, he, he there was a guy I forget the head coach, but he was always kind of mediocre, like seven and nine, eight and eight. Oh, you're not talking about Spagnolia. No, Spagnolia. no, no. It's the other guy. I'll, I'll come to me, but yeah, yeah. He was basically um, like they weren't doing anything. So there's also Riverboat Ron. Yes, Washington, a former coach of the Panthers. Now the Commanders had him the Deadskins, Foreskins, as him like Commanders. This this should be it for him, right? No more uh, head coaching opportunities, right? This must be it. Retreads. Reed treads are still loved in the NFL. I feel like, uh, I mean, there was wait, you're, of, you're, wait, you're saying that he will get another look? But I, he's going to get a head coaching interview with somebody okay. probably. You're talking about Ron? Yeah, yeah, Riverboat Ron. I mean, Marvin so, Lewis. He's an assistant. I forget what team he's on, but people are talking about him potentially getting an interview at a job here and there. Like Marvin fucking Lewis. Come on, man. Uh, the Titans fired Mike Rave. That is surprising, right? A little bit surprising. A little bit surprising, which could portend him. Maybe yeah. going uh, yeah. back home to New England. To New England, yeah. If, if they get rid of Belichick, yeah. Belichick is not fired. No breaking news on that front. Ham, any any of your sources? What are they saying on Belichick? So the, I mean, the the uh, betting favorite right now, the Atlanta Falcons are going to get Belichick, right? So uh, another bit of uh, another bit of uh, uh, trivia is oh, not trivia, but uh, another source uh, said that. Um, the Falcons are not interviewing anybody right now, right? So other teams have like requested, hey, the the, the offensive coordinator for the Lions, he's kind of a hot, hotly uh, sought after uh, ben guy. Johnson? Ben Johnson, yeah. But right now, the Falcons have not scheduled any interviews, and the, and the thinking is that they're waiting for the Patriots to get rid of them. And so, like, yeah. if they do get rid of them, then you're right. I think Vrabel is going to be a shoe in for the Patriots, and I mean- also. Arthur Smith was the coordinator for Vrabel. He'll pick him up, I bet you. He'll go to New England. So I think Arthur Smith is going to go wherever Vrabel goes. They're going to put the band back together. It, it's it's weird because uh, Vrabel have a pretty talented defensive team in New England, I feel like. So yeah. that'll be good in that manner. But the offense sucks, right? They don't really yeah. have a quarterback. But they, I don't what are they, like, in the top five? I think they're their the draft pick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're they're high up there. And yeah. then you have um, the Falcons who are loaded offensively. Really loaded offensively. I'm a little bit afraid that Belichick, who does not have a great tackle, yeah. track record with offenses. Yeah, I think McDaniel's really was the key to that. You yeah. know, 18 and one season. And you get Belichick down here. I mean, he could coach up the defense, but he still ain't got no quarterback. And also, so I mean, the thing, the thing the thing is, one thing I found intriguing about all the coaches that have been let go is they're all defensive minds. Because I was looking at this and I was well, like, I'll also mention Pete Carroll. He was also Pete let go Carroll's by the Seahawks, a, right? Yeah, he was yeah. offensive-minded, maybe, yeah. I, I suppose. But you can't, you know, you got to go one way or the other, right? You got to go either Pete or you got to go Belichick. You can't have, because I think, like, I was thinking a good a good combo for the uh, Falcons would be Belichick and then, like, defensive coordinator Ron Rivera. I think that would be, like, a nice No, nah, man, I don't, you know. I don't you know about no Ron Rivera, man. He is a good yeah. defensive coach. Man, Ron, Ron I mean, Dan is Quinn very... is doing good in Dallas. But speaking of which, show, why not yeah. give him another look? No. Hey, <laughs> yeah, but, but you the, know what? But the problem, Trade it all for Kyle to... Shanahan, okay? <laughs> He's John Robinson. Bye. Kyle Pitts. Bye. And get Kyle Shanahan, baby. Come on, man. Let's uh, wait, in, yeah, wait until this up no. now, Ron. Let's see if he chokes it yet again. Before I don't me. care if he chokes it. At least he can get you 12 wins. Come on, man.
I, I will say in, in, in my, in my uh, research on preparing for this program, Shanahan seems to be the perfect fit for the, the offense that we have right now. I, yeah, because I, I, he'd be a great fit. Before. He'd be a great fit. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you, I can't miss coach is that coordinator for the Lions. Just hire that guy. That Ben Johnson guy, just yeah. hire that guy. You're, you're, it's going to be a very solid offense. And, and I mean, the Falcons, they have a similar uh, skill set on offense, right? Quarterback notwithstanding, yeah. right? But the Lions run a lot of play action. They have a good running back. They have good receivers. They have a good tight end. Falcons got the same formula. Right. You just get a quarterback who can execute good play action and be accurate. You're good, man. Yeah, you're you just good. outshoot people. Yeah. But is he is he taking interviews? Is he allowed to take I interviews? I think some one team asked for that to be interviewed, but I think you know there, there are so many uh, positions. I mean, uh, the Panthers, you know, they got rid of Frank Reich earlier this year, so that's like a there are all these vacancies right now. So like, what is like the bet? Like, if you're a hotly sought after head coach candidate, like, what is the team you want to go to? Because like a team like the Falcons, they have a lot of good players. The Patriots are solid on defense. Their offense sucks. So, like, would you want to go there? The Titans are getting rid of Derrick Henry and all these other players. So I think the Titans may be going on a rebuild. They're like, what about oh. the Chargers? Yeah, the Chargers. Are, yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. the Chargers. The, the, probably the best quarterback remaining on the teams without a head coach, right? Yeah. Oh, that, so yeah, right. I mean, is that even close? Like, at all to that. Yeah. You go where the quarterback is and you figure it out. Or do you go where the the team is more you know better established? Right. That is a good. I mean, well, which one would you go Falcons to? Yeah. I, um, my opinion, the Falcons, I think, are the best job. And honestly, y'all may think I'm a homer, but I don't watch any Falcons games really. But they have so much talent on offense, and that defense has a lot of talent too. And they've been in so many games, and they are in a shitty fucking division, right? You go there as a head coach, you just got to win eight games. You'll probably win the division next year. And you just got to get a competent quarterback. Maybe you find one on the scrap heap. Maybe you draft but, the see, guy. The, but that's a problem, right? I mean, you, you are right. But, like, the, the NFL is so driven by quarterbacks, right, that for you to be good at every other position except the most important position. And, I mean, this class that's upcoming, I mean, this I thought uh, Penix Jr. would have been the, the, the answer because he would have probably landed around where the – uh, Falcons uh, are looking because they're going to be in the top 10. There's going to be so many quarterbacks taken. I think that Caleb Williams just has bust written all over him, but he's going to be the first Price. overall, the USC guy. I agree. Right? I agree. Uh, and then like that, that, Bryce Young. They're Please. All, yeah. <laughs> but, but like there are all these unknown uh, quantities with this upcoming draft. So like you might, ne- not, you might not necessarily hit with any of them, right? So like let's say you go into the next season st- still with a question mark. It is still the best of the bunch like you would would you rather herbert and then who knows about everybody else or you know about everybody else except the quarterback position like what what would you prefer if you had that choice i'm not sure i would go with the falcons i would rather go with the herbert and we can figure everything else out i i guess man but like man the afc west is loaded yeah right i don't know if i want to go there nfc south you have a chance a puncher's chance, 50% chance every yeah, year to this win. This year they had the puncher's chance. They just fucking fu- fucked it up. They did. <laughs> and uh, you're not going to have a lot of pressure in Atlanta. Like, you'll get at least three to four years, yeah. right? Arthur yeah. Smith did. And honestly, if Arthur Smith would have made it to play off one of these years, he probably would have lasted another year or two, he's still, right? Yeah, he still would have made it, yeah. Expectations are low. Arthur Blank has proven he'll pay, he'll, he'll pay top dollar to whoever. Like, he's not cheap. He's an evolved owner. 
I don't know. The man. one concern is uh, Harbaugh. Come on to Atlanta. Come so, to the so, ATL, man. So the, the one concern with the Falcons, they have an unusual structure when it comes to the front office, right? Usually the GM makes all of the football decisions. You know, like he has all the other people underneath him and, and, and in concert with everybody, they make decisions. But like, like, but with the Falcons, there's a CEO guy, the, the McKay guy, and he yeah, seems McKay? to be involved in the – like. So the, but he was the decision maker for a while, right? He came over from Tampa Bay when they were had their hate. Right, yeah. But what, what I'm saying is because they were asking Arthur Blank and, and McKay this question uh, at the end, um, like, who is the GM going to be answering to? Like, is the GM just answering just to you? And then he has full control of, over who he hires. And, it, and they were kind of beating around the bush, but it sounds like the decisions as far as who they pick – has to go through also McKay, right? So, like, he's involved with the, with the football side. So I don't know if, like, a very strong head coaching candidate would want that meddling. Like, that, that, well, that, that you know. Who do you want for the Falcons? Who's a good fit? I I, I would like to see Belichick come down here. I think it'd be funny. Oh, come on, It would on, just be dog, funny. Like, come on. Like I think if Belichick came, I don't think he would be a good fit. Just In the like, ATL, the New England, I, I just the don't, boss, the uh, the Patriot like way, said, your, your I don't think it's, it's not going to work. Man, do you, do you know how much undisciplined we have in the ATL? Right. <laughs> like, you understand he's going to be the, the Patriot way yeah. and King of Diamonds down the street? That doesn't work. Like, it's just... He's going to move the practice facility <laughs> you know, you right got now. Keith, you got the Keith Lee talking about the food. <laughs> you got, uh, your you know, Lou, year. Lou Williams talking about uh, he's going to the strip club to get wings because they have the best wings in the city. Yeah, Like, there's a lot going on in the city of Atlanta. I don't think he's, he's designed to go to, like, a like a powder city, you know? Okay. Like, he has to go to, like, a, you know, Kansas City, <laughs> you know, Kansas. Uh, like, he can go to a big town, like, maybe Connecticut. Okay. Maybe New York. He could do, like, a New York because he would live in, like, the outskirts. Belichick. What do you think of the Future's latest album? <laughs> I, I don't know who that is. Focusing on the next opponent. I mean, he could. i about the future next week. <laughs> he could go to the. You know, he he won those two. Atlanta uh, would be his nightmare. That would be his. Nightmare. But why? Like, I mean, Nick, like Nick, such a fucking great story, man. Dude, Nick is running a town, and what he, he did to us, twenty-eight-three. Dude, he has the most vanilla team in history, doc. I don't think he's had a black coordinator since he's been there, has he? <laughs> Romeo Cornell. Like, Romeo, yeah, yeah, but how long did he last? He had a black quarterback, yeah. man. And I knew it. Cam Dude, Newton, he, baby. Cam I think Newton was reset. Jacoby holdover. Cam Newton was holdover until he could figure something out. I think isn't Gerard and, Mayo like also like in the coaching staff? Like he's a black fellow. Yeah, I don't think he's. Yeah, what are you what are you trying to say about uh, Belichick? I know, I'm man. Thinking. I'm just saying, man. Yeah, Randy Miles. Randy Miles loves racist. Belichick. <laughs> I'm not saying he's racist, but he's uncomfortable around black. What? What if? What, and, if, what if? And it's like your... blacks in Atlanta right. are like black, black. Right. Like blacks in Atlanta, they go, they're unapologetically. What if, like what if he's like Bill Meyer and he just loves dating black women? <laughs> just also, Bill, 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 Bill Meyer smokes weed. That's different. But Binya, what if it's actually your boy? Your poster boy, Tommy B, that's a little racist. Like, give me more slot white oh, boy receivers, right? Like, he maybe he's the one that because you're you're making that uh, accusation because the the Patriots had a lot of uh, white uh, uh, players in skill positions, right? Do right. you think what if what if that was Tom Tommy B and not Belichick's? Like, I want the best players. I don't care who it is. He got hey, Randy Moss. One of Tom Brady's closest teammates on offense, Julian Edelman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got he got he got Tom Tom got some Tom Tom got some questions to answer. You and know. then they have that um, Rex Burkhart or whatever. Burke. <laughs> Come on, man! A white running back. Come on, dude. I mean, let's let's just be honest about it. 
Belichick is not going to be able to handle niggas. Like, Atlanta is an ignorant ass city with a lot of ignorant ass motherfuckers. And he's not going to. There's no way he would be able to keep his cool. And yeah, we're moving on to the next opponent. There'll be a big booty bitch that comes and shakes in front of him or do something obscure. And he'd be like, yeah, I don't don't, don't have words for that. Man, I would just love to see the interview. Like, Like, how much do you know about Atlanta? You know about Lennox? He's like, Lennox? What's that? The boxer? They're like, oh, no, man. You about Buckhead? He's like, Buckhead? Great running back. They're like, God damn you. He's like, all I know is 20. 20- what you know about this city? All I know is 28 wings. 28 wings. wings. Come on, man. Uh, that, that motherfucker is not going to work out in Atlanta. Oh, that man. motherfucker. That, that that he, is designed, he is designed to be super. If he comes to Atlanta, he's going to be so. It's going to be like his just like experimental. Why the fuck not? Is there any uh, is there any chance? Uh, do you guys? I, I think he's gone uh, from the Patriots. But do you guys have any uh, idea as far as whether he he will stay? What if all of this, all of this talk about him leaving and like Kraft just kind of has, like he has second thoughts and he's like, well, maybe you know he's like because he's so close to getting the all time uh, wins. I think so. Like is it one maybe, year or a year and a half. It, it, so maybe he could do something like be president of operations or a GM. Uh, Belichick's not doing that, dude. Right. You know, I or mean, just or just head coach. Like you, you don't. Like I think I got a crazy he, prediction, yeah. man. He does not get fired. This, like I said in a previous pod, this is we thought Tom Brady was going to get shit can traded, released uh, far earlier than he did. Right. right. They actually, I believe, they won a Super Bowl after the whole rumor of Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. He won a Super Bowl it, with New England. Right. But but those rumors were true, right? Because after the fact, they were eventually, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there was talks even then. But they never moved. They kept giving right. him the little bit of extension, extension until it became you know unbearable. I feel like Belichick hangs on. You know, maybe they get Vrabel to be the DC with a little under the table oh, deal. Hell no, there's no way he's gonna two. go down a spot like. No, but they say in a year or two you got the job. Belichick's out. He just wants to finish out under a year or two, and Vrabel gets it, and they give him a fat deal. Yeah, it, it, if 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 Belichick doesn't come to Atlanta, the Falcons should go to Vrabel. Like, get Vrabel down here. I mean, I like him, but dude, what about your your guy, your your Detroit Lions guy? Like, how did we go from? I, I think, like, I, I, and... from what I'm hearing, like, he's got no interest in coming to Atlanta. Like, he wants to go to some other teams. Why does no one ever? This has been a recurring thing. This is a greater sports topic. Niggas, niggas, nobody want to deal with niggas. It's, it's no. too. What do you mean? There's nah, black man. people everywhere, man. Yeah. What you talking and they're just dealing. Nah, they don't want to deal with nigga quarterbacks and nah, dog fighting and extra shit. Atlanta got Atlanta is too over the top with nigga shit. Like you got fucking. Dude, that's not you got, it. You got it's it's too many hot wings going on. Wait, it's isn't Atlanta already white now for the first right. time? Well, right? I, yeah. I, I think, yeah, so, but that's like the city of Atlanta. Also, the where you think where you think Belichick gonna be staying? But but also, I mean, if you think about it, the head coach experience. You, you, you think like Dan Quinn and these other coaches were like hanging around like at, at some strip club? Like you come to the you know Flowery Branch for whatever, you go yeah. to the stadium, and then they, they live you know in Alpharetta or whatever, right? Or like yeah, Chastain Park, Park or Park something, right? Yeah. So like their experience of Atlanta is very curated and very particular so they're not hanging around with uh, the riffraff oh I, I don't think it's that i just think for some reason atlanta just never gets the attention of big time names in any sport i don't know what it is man um niggas i'm telling y'all it's niggas <laughs> people don't want to uh, niggas is too nigger ish for 
Come on, man. It'd be fun if they had like an yeah, anonymous an, an anonymous questionnaire, yeah. and the coach was yeah. like, "Yep, that Binyam guy listened to that podcast. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he has. Yeah, he, he knows he, what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. On to the next opponent. <laughs> oh man, so let's get into the meat of the actual stuff that matters in the NFL. The playoffs are slowly, fastly, quickly, rapidly approaching. Actually, this weekend starts the wild card slate of games. Man, oh, man, teams are limping into the playoffs, especially your Super Bowl pick, the Dolphins. Mm. I think you might have had them winning it all. And then some of the other people's picks, the Eagles, the Eagles, my goodness. Those guys look rough. Not only limping, but they got in. Yeah, they got it. Yeah, not only uh, is it rough for the Eagles there. I mean, this is just bullshit, but there was a, a report coming on saying that Sirianni, the head coach of the Eagles, it's not outside the realm of the possibility. If they like lose to to Baker no, Mayfield, no, no, and Tampa, right? If they lose to Tampa, like if this no this, this collapse concludes against a, a loss to like a garbage NFC South team, they're like it's not outside the realm of possibility that they get rid of him. Uh, well, because he, he's locked, he's lost some sort of control of. I, I don't because I don't know what's happened. Like they, they were ten and one or something. Yes. Like it was like some like it's a very bizarre collapse. The other, uh, the only other other comparison is the Jacksonville Jaguars, but their collapse was complete. They didn't even make it to the playoffs, right? They were like eight and three. That bum ass quarterback. Yeah, that that yeah, sunshine man. Whew. I don't know what's going on with them. They're they're cursed. I don't know what it is, but, but yeah, the Eagles barely got in there. And then also on the Dolphins side, my Dolphins. This is a. A fact, not 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 like a fact or fiction thing, but this okay. is a fact. The New England Patriots, who had an atrocious season, have more wins against five hundred plus teams than the Dolphins. Like yeah. they have more wins against New England, Buffalo. Yeah, they uh, and Pittsburgh. Miami transited property. Yeah, lost yeah. <laughs> they they yeah. I think it was, it was Buffalo and 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 Pittsburgh who are playing against each other. I mean, Pittsburgh is not a very good team, but just Tomlin. Uh, somehow gets them always above 500, but it's just a weird stat because they they they've had some good games at the offense against teams that are not very good, but other than the Cowboys, which they beat, I think that's the the only like res good win they have on their uh, resume. Other than the Cowboys, they have lost to all the other teams that are competitive or playoff bound, and so that does not. And now they're going into Kansas City after losing to the Bills. Uh, at, at the end of the, the regular season, I think it's like, like negative five degrees or something. It's going to be like just ridiculously cold. Mm-hmm. They're going into Kansas City. It doesn't look promising. Like if they were to lose, then, you know, they have the Hard Knocks uh, crew following them. To, to, to By the way, it's like a bad luck. These uh, Hard knock things, uh, it's not working out very well. Anytime they follow you, nothing good happens. But it's not looking good for I wonder, I wonder both if it's like a distraction kind of thing. Like, it it likely is. So, right. uh, we can circle back to the Dolphins real quick, but I just want to give the listeners here a little rundown of the games that are slated for this weekend, right? You got a kicking off on Saturday. The Browns go to Houston in Texas, right? The Texans hosting a home game. How yeah. about that? CJ Stroud, man. That's crazy, man. Um, the Dolphins, aforementioned, they're going to Arrowhead, formerly known as Arrowhead, whatever it's called now, the Chiefs. Uh, night game on Saturday. Then you got the Steelers going to Buffalo, right? Fucking, I don't know how the Steelers got in the playoffs, but they did. <laughs> and then you got the Packers at the Cowboys Sunday, um, the four o'clock game, Rams, Lions. And then we got a Monday night NFL game, Eagles at the Bucks. Yeah. The fucking Eagles going <laughs> to Tampa Bay on the road. 
That is crazy, man. That, that could have been a landing spot. You know, they, they could have been hosting them in the night game. How crazy would that have been? If we would have been hosting the near defending champion Eagles, right? Like, uh, probably should have won the Super Bowl last year. Uh, we can go back to the Dolphins-Chiefs game, and then we can touch on any of the other games. But uh, the, the Dolphins, man. You know when Tua looks good? He looks really good. Like, yeah. pinpoint passes mm -hmm. to Tyreek going 80 yards. But, man, when he looks bad, it looks like he just has a little noodle arm and the ball is just floating. Yes. You're just thinking, like, how are how did they score 70 points in an NFL game, right? Uh, the that, Dolphins. That is true. That feels like a million years ago. Uh, anybody got the Dolphins beating the Chiefs? I mean, I do, but that's only just – They're at home in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm only picking them because I've, I've been picking them the no. whole time. <laughs> Ain't no motherfucking way. Goddamn, the Dolphins – are going to go into Arrowhead and what? What do they say? Negative nine? It's going to yeah, feel like? It's going to be very cold, yeah. There's no possible way. Tyreek Hill, revenge they, 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 No, no, no. They Tariq showed the step. No, no. It's Tariq's going to be great. It's just probably on like some fucking that, that, like slant guy. passes or oh shit. He's not getting bombs, bro. Listen, Tua's average. I, I forgot the actual numbers, so I don't want to misspeak. Tua's numbers in cold weather are fucking atrocious, bro. Atrocious. Well, yeah, like, he cannot wait, throw he shit Hawaii? in the cold. He's not from Hawaii? Yeah, yeah, he's from Hawaii. He played in Bama. I mean, like, he's... I mean, he went to the Dolphins. Like, that's the most... That's, like, the warmest football city. I mean, Mike Vick won in Lambeau, remember? Frozen Tundra? He ain't never played no Atlanta. Atlanta has... Virginia Tech. Relatively temperate. He played... Yeah, and he played in Virginia. Virginia Tech. I so guess. he's done snow in Blacksburg before. So that doesn't mean anything. There's no way. Hands down. I'm, I'm going to guarantee you're guaranteeing a defeat. Guarantee. <laughs> my homies, my homies is going to lose second round, not the first round. He's, he's winning this. One. Ham, I'm gonna, he's winning. I got to go to you. You somehow limped into your prediction still being possible. No. You had the Dolphins, yeah. which not a shock beginning of the year going to the Super Bowl because I think we all expect the Dolphins to be better, especially the way they ended last year. They went on a run. And then you picked the Packers. The Green Bay Packers, yes. The Jordan Love led. Oh, yes. They spurned by Aaron Rodgers or they spurned him. Green Bay Packers. They're going into Dallas, into Jerry World. What do you are you? I want to know your thoughts on that game. So you know, are you down on the Packers still? It, it, it's weird that uh, so the Packers started off pretty slow, but the last six weeks, eight weeks, like no one's been playing better than Jordan. Like, I mean, if you look at his stats, like it's like unbelievable. Eighteen touchdowns versus like one pick or whatever. Like they're humming. They're playing well. I think it's a bad matchup because the Cowboys are gonna choke at some point you know 49ers maybe not against the Packers or some other I don't think uh I think it's like a year too soon now I'm not confident uh in that matchup but I didn't think this would be possible but at the beginning when I made those two uh picks um in September October I was like I'm much more confident in the Dolphins pick but now I have more confidence in the Packers than these Dolphins like I don't know what's going on with the Dolphins but like the Packers turn things around they salvage the season all of their skills positions players are very young. I think they're the youngest team. So, like, this it's looking... I think, like, all their offensive skill players are under 24 yeah, years old. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they're, they're looking great. So, like, this is just, like, you know, like, yeah, house money, you know, if they, if they, if they have a, a, you know, score, like, 20-some-odd points and lose to Dak and the Cowboys, that would be, like, a successful kind of, like, playoff run. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm surprised that both teams are still in it now, right? <laughs> Worst fucking opponent 
the Cowboys. Okay. I know the Packers aren't like amazing. Yeah. They're hot. Yeah. Nobody expects them to win. They're young. They probably don't even expect to win. All the pressure is on Dallas because if Dallas <laughs> loses this game, oh man, when Dallas has looked oh, like one man. of the NFL at times and they won their division over the Eagles, I just right? want to make I just want to it would be so embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Money in the bank, Dallas is gonna lose. Guaranteed. Money in the bank. Okay. Guaranteed. Or, I would put a, I, or they I, show I, us who they really are. I'll give a hundred dollars to everybody if they win. <laughs> That's how confident I feel about Dallas. What you'll give us? I'll get well. Okay, they're not hundred. I'll give everybody. <laughs> Twenty dollars oh. for nothing, if nothing Dallas... in exchange. If, if Dallas wins, so I will give Ham, Mike, even even Simon. I'll give him. Oh, look Simon, at that! Forty dollars, free bet. That's great. Money in the bank. Anytime it counts, Dallas has not come through. So, will you give me a hundred dollars if Joe Flacco leads the oh, Browns? Man, the Lombardi Trophy, uh, future oh. Lombardi Belichick Trophy. Oh, <laughs> you know, right. you know, he he he's a he's a former Raven, so. I'm a big believer in, in the Browns. The Browns are winning that no. game, right? They're going into Houston and winning, right? Anybody have Houston winning that game? Oh, I mean, CJ Stroud is amazing. I mean, you know, like he should, <laughs> it should be a competitive. They're not beating Flacco. Let me tell I, you. I just want to, I'm glad that you guys brought that game up. It's just interesting that uh, both teams are doing better without Deshaun Watson. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> I think, that is you know, true. it's so funny how they sold. You I know, forgot the Browns. that he Houston. It's weird. It's right. So, so long ago. It, it's so funny how like the Cleveland Browns sold their soul to get Watson. And then both teams without him are doing significantly. Man, better. it's crazy that they, they signed that ridiculous contract for, for the massage guy. Uh, and he hasn't really produced on the field. He's been injured also. Uh, and Stefanski still won like coach of the year. Like, you know, or at least one of the media outlets gave him coach of the year because of how well that team is. You're just plugging in some fucking random court. Joe Flacco's elite run oh, was Joe 20. Flacco is, they were winning with... I think, uh, he's, I think he's on a revenge tour, though. Thompson, whatever. Yeah, it was like a three-name guy, right? Yeah. 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 No, no, but I think that, you know, Flacco's been watching a lot more tape. He's been a lot more disciplined. He's been serious about his diet. His or He's been putting in the work, so let's this not... Is this a joke? Like, <laughs> let's not... He no, he is. groceries or something in November. He was just, like, chilling, mowing his yard. He ain't doing shit. He <laughs> just putting in the work, man. He's putting in the work, putting in the work. Since he he's just come back, it, dude. They he's, had a, they had an interview with him. His big arm. No, no, no they had a, they they interviewed him a few weeks ago. And the guy's putting in his work from the time that he's come back. Okay. He is putting in the work. Yeah, you guys are haters, but you you're not gonna win like that unless you're putting in the work. It's just not possible. Oh, I love Flacco. He's just chucking it up, you know man. He's just like he he can have a Jake the home game. He it's he's due for a no, five pick no. game. So are you Flacco saying is, that he's not putting in the work? Is that what you're saying, Urban? No, no, I'm saying his work is his fucking elite level of talent, baby. <laughs> he's Mr. Elite. When you get Joe Flacco in the playoffs, he's like fucking Sheila Manning, man. That's right. It's crazy. Flacco <laughs> always does well in the playoffs, okay? Even the years when the Ravens were losing, yeah. Yeah, Flacco is, did pretty good in these games. There were games against the Patriots, I remember, where he put up like a 30-burger and they lost. But I remember what I remember most about Flacco's tenure in Baltimore was they were the one team in the NFL that did not fear the New England Patriots. No yeah. matter what, oh, man. They, they, they gave it to the, the, they it to the, the playoffs. Chin. Yeah. No fear. Yeah. And Flacco yeah. was right up there. He did not give a shit. He didn't care about the mystique of Bill Belichick. He would sling it. And I'm just saying, <laughs> Flacco, when he goes up against a dominant defensive line type of team, he's going to struggle, I think. Because they'll get to him, they'll make him, they'll move him off his spot. Yeah, but I don't think the Texans are that. Yeah. So I got young. them beating what do you, the, uh, you I, I wonder, you know, with his and he can play in the cold weather, his elite uh, uh, play. Uh, I, I wonder what his uh, 
pregame ritual is. Do you think like he's a? Uh, do you think he like listens to like hype music, rap like, or like you think listens? Oh yeah, he listens to hood music. You, you think he, he listens I, to I, trap I, music? <laughs> he listens to. Because I can't imagine that he doesn't listen to rap. Like, but he's got to be listening to something nah, to get nah, him he, amped. I, I remember. So I, one thing I always Dude, think to remember yeah, about Flacco. His grandchildren. That's what he's talking about. Grandchildren. He's that old. No, nigga, come on, dog. He just. I remember one thing I distinctly remember. I remember his first day of training camp. He came. That shows to, how old I am. I said Skype. He came. He <laughs> came. He no came more. to practice in a like I think it was at like a, a Subaru or like it's like an old Volkswagen. Yeah. And he drove that shit for like a majority of the the season, even after he made like a hundred. He signed like a hundred. Oh, he's one of those guys. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, dude, like you're like rich now. Why don't you just? Because he was driving the same car that he drove from uh, University of Delaware, and he was like, "No, this is more comfortable. I like it. Like I it played last me. week. Yeah, an old man with rest. I think we all can appreciate the art of rest and how much sleep and recovery matters at this age. <laughs> Blacko, he might he might throw a ball eighty yards on the field. I'm just saying, right." First quarter. Oh yeah, chuck, just chuck it up. Play. They they should, they should draw that play. Just to, like tell the Texans, like not not yet. Maybe Innovation, they, baby. Yeah. By the way, a, a real quick, just a, a programming note for the first time um, in the playoffs for the NFL, there is a pay per view game. Like the Chiefs, yeah, which is crazy. Wait, wait, wait. So the yeah. Dolphins which and is Chiefs yeah. is a Peacock a exclusive. Game. You have yeah. to pay. To watch that game, yeah. all the other ones Wait, are on NBC. So, no, 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 no. Yeah. What? A prime yeah. fuck? So yeah. say this again. Okay, so Please. so NBC has their streaming service Peacock, which is like one of the garbage ones, right? So Peacock and Paramount Plus, who has those two, right? Oh, I got Peacock. I'm uh, good. Fuck okay, so Peacock. Okay. Uh, they paid a hundred and ten million dollars for this game. And I think they have some sort of deal to where they they're like, you're not going to give us some bullshit Texans game, right? We want like dibs on like one of the better games. And so they got the Chiefs and Dolphins that eight o'clock game Saturday night is not going to be free over the air, except if you live in the television market of Miami and Kansas City. But for the rest of us bums, you have to go either pay five dollars or go to a bar or do whatever like and they've never like, done like- this before. Right. So like, yeah, for, for all the old geezers are going to be like, oh, I can't wait until the next game is on. And then they're showing fucking That's like some man. random thing. Not, there's nothing more American for the modern day American than football. Right. It used to be baseball. And now you got to there's nothing more un-American than having to pay for something that was free for a century. Forever. Also, in 2023. There's nothing more American than making people pay for dumbass but, subscriptions. What are you talking but about? But this is this is now. Just, yeah. You pay for subscriptions now, nigga. Hold on, Ham. Ham, yeah. before, before you get to that point. Yeah. Uh, if you have a paid subscription to Peacock, is it included in that? Or yeah. you got to pay yeah. extra on top? No, no. You, yeah. Oh. One, yeah. So, but, but there's no like, you know how they sometimes do the free promote. You know, oh, I'll just do the one month free trial or whatever. Right. So none of those things are available. So like it's like $5 or whatever. So you can cancel it after. But basically if you don't have Peacock, you would only get it just for this game. So you're going to pay five ninety nine or whatever it is for this they month and cancel. Yeah. And, 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 and you have to pay to watch it in 2023. They looked at the top 100 broadcast television shows ratings, right? Yep. The top 100, 92 or 93 of them were NFL. 93 of them were NFL, and then there was, like, two or three college football, and then there was, like, the Oscars and, like, the Thanksgiving parade or something like that. Survivor, probably. No, it did not make the top 100. But, like, it is such a dominant presence on television, and they make so much money from the commercials, right? So, like, on average, they do about 25 to 30 million viewers for that first round of playoffs, and then it kind of builds up to the 
conference yeah. title game is like 50 some odd million and there's 100 million for the Super Bowl. They make so much money from the ads, right? So they're not going to get 25 to 30 million paid subscribers, right? So there's, there's, there's going to be a number that they want to hit. I don't know what it is. If it's 10 million. How many people know that it's on Peacock? I mean, they'll find didn't... that. I, yeah, I, I think a lot of people are going to be in for a rude awakening. They kind of set it up, though, to advertise for four hours. So the four o'clock game on Saturday, the 4 30 game, Texans mm-hmm. Brown, well, Mr. Truck it up. Well, maybe it'll be a shootout. You know, CJ Star can throw it, Flacco can throw it, right? But it's on NBC national the free game they'll be spending that whole game advertising like oh the eight o'clock game make sure to pay but so there's no and there is no alternative game going up against the dolphins and the chiefs so no you either watch football by paying for it or you watch no football yeah or, yeah, or yeah you can watch the nba or something yeah but yeah basically yeah so they have that whole eight o'clock window to themselves so you're either and it's like i said it's not like a game that sucks right it's going to be a fun game uh but you have to pay for it so this is going to be like a trial run i hope it didn't work out go back to the Buying old at him no Broke ammo. <laughs> Mike, you gonna pay for that? Come on, man. You he already, he's already paid. I'm already paid for it. I already have Peacock. Oh, you're good, man. I'm surprised <laughs> Prime didn't said. get this. Prime Video, they've been doing the Thursday games. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. they didn't. Yeah, I, I think this is this will be a sign yeah. of things to come. I bet you, like next year, they'll oh, they'll man, do like the, the you know right now it's wild card. Then they'll do divisional. Then they'll do the conference title. I don't think That's they'll fun. ever do the Super Bowl because like so many people because it's like a appointment viewing people watch it for the commercials and oh they better not do it for right? Super Bowl. but they'll I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did it for the conference title game though Eventually. you know you know what i think they will do though they'll say something like you see I'm, I'm a genius marketer super bowl first time ever streamed on amazon prime video or whatever right free for everyone but if you pay five dollars no ads <laughs> so if you want the super bowl ads most people don't care about them anymore right or just Fuck it, get it for free, and you watch all the ads. That'll be the new way to watch football. Is like, no, 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 it's still free, dude. Right. But we can get rid of the ads for you because people complain about all the fucking but incessant ads. What are they gonna show you? Like uh, waterfalls during the the commercials? Because yeah, it's, like it's, it's not like the low five music. Yeah, because it's not like the the players are gonna be playing any faster. It'll still take the three four hours. Maybe they'll just uh put Peyton Manning and Eli's like commentary. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the time, like, you know, you, you get them, you know, <laughs> you're not willing to pay $5 to get rid of Peyton Dude, Manning. If they're doing pay, whatever, there should be like a, like a degenerate feed, you know, where the people are cursing up a storm. You know, like they already have it, you know, with the, the mega cast, like with the college football title game, you have, why like, can't we, why can't the buffer beat right. that degenerate sensory feed? Like yeah. <laughs> 25 cents guys, right. we'll do it for 25 cents a subscriber. <laughs> they're gonna, you know, they're, if we get all of our subscribers. Yeah. They're like, we got like 20, $30 they're in like, the bank, man. These Come guys on, don't man. know anything. They'll, they'll realize very fast. Like, man, this sucks. Oh man. So this does not, this does set a precedent, right? Maybe I guess we'll see. Yeah. This is the first time they've done it for the playoff. Cause you know, they had that Thursday thing with Amazon or whatever, but this is the first time they're doing it for the playoffs. Did the the major league baseball not do something like this? There's nobody that's done it for the playoffs. They want people to watch. No major league baseball had a game, a playoff game. I want to say last year, two years ago, it was like a peacock exclusive or something. Really? Um, And it was like the first time ever. And nobody even knew about it. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, you can watch that Yankees-Angels game or whatever on Peacock. And people are like, what? Huh? For like wow. one game out of a seven-game series? So th- th- there has been some weird precedent set by them doing that. I mean, Amazon tried, kind of has done it, right, with Thursday Night Football a little bit. Um, right. So uh, other games, super quick. There, I, There's actually a very good slate of games, I have to say. Very, very interesting. Uh, I want I, I want to get to it. Because I also want to toot my home again. Oh, I'll go. go to the Steelers going to Buffalo, right? To Lake oh, Erie man. and playing the Buffalo Bills. 
who are the on two seed. Like the They're the two seed, man. Holy yes. shit. They went from having like a 16, 10% chance of the playoffs not that long ago. I think they were six and six, maybe, to running the table. Right, they ended up with what, 11, 11 wins, I think. I think they were eleven and six. I think they they uh, had the, the longest current winning streak. They had five and wins. Beat the Dolphins last week to win the AFC East. They are the champions. I think the third or fourth in a row, which was a little bit surprising to me, but it makes sense. And so the Steelers somehow they are in the playoffs. I think they won like ten games. These fucking Steelers, they're going into Buffalo, and I told you guys about the mm. Bills. Mm. Now they have not looked good during this win streak. Uh, but Josh Allen, man, he has it. Okay. I know he makes terrible mistakes sometimes, but there's something about Josh Allen, man, when he makes the throw that tight window throw, or he gets that run and he plows through four people. He just has something, man. And I will bet on him in the playoffs. I don't know why. I know he makes dumbass throws sometimes, but I, there's just something about Josh Allen. Man. That you- guy's. He's a dude. Are you saying training. he's going? They're going far. I mean, they're going to beat the Steelers. Going to Super Bowl, baby. What you oh, talking you about? Oh, you got to go to the yeah, Bills Niners. Come on, man. They're going to beat the Ravens. <laughs> this game now, Buffalo could shit the bed because they the look out of here. Dog. Shit the bed the last three. Dog, get the fuck out of here. They're going to beat the Ravens. They're going to beat Joe Flacco. Like, come on, man. Okay, Flacco's going to uh, be the not, 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 I ain't worried about Lamar, dude. Come on, man. Okay. Uh, one thing we haven't discussed is. Is Lamar the clear MVP oh, yeah. this year? I, I think it's there's no. He might be unanimous. That, right? yeah. He might yeah. be unanimous. Well, you know, because you they were talking about uh, pretty being, you know, he was like, oh, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson is unquestionably yeah, the NFL good. MVP. Okay, good. If yeah. he doesn't so get, we're, night, all in, we're all in. And and and, and 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 that uh, that Christmas night demolishment of the 49ers. Yeah, I think that kind of cemented you know, his. Like yeah, because okay. basically they're kind of like neck and neck, and McCaffrey was yeah. like a little bit behind both of them, but like. Lamar's like gonna win it. Ravens will not get discussed much because they're the one seed. Yeah. They get the bye, right? Oh. As do the 49ers in the NFC East. Rams, Lions. Let's go, Ham. Let's so go. So this was the the, the swap, right? So good they got point. rid of uh Matt Stafford. Oh, good point, right? Ham. So like you have and Jared Goff leaves LA and, and worked for the the Rams. Uh they won their Super Bowl, but it looked like they were going all in to win the Super Bowl whenever they won a couple of years ago. And the whole thing was going to fall apart, but they kind of salvaged this this year. Like it looked good, man. Right? Like they salvaged this year. They're in the playoffs. Who's that Nuka and whatever that kid that's breaking hey, all the rookie. records? Easy. Like so, it'll be interesting. I mean, the the Lions should win this, right? I mean, the the Rams are plucky and whatever, but like the, the Lions, Lions should, win. should win this. Maybe this is going to be like a Michigan kind of like window where like the Michigan Wolverines win it and then the Lions win it. But like they should at least beat. They should. I mean, it should be a fun game, but I don't see. Does anybody see a scenario where the Rams beat the Lions after this whole run that they've had? No uh, fucking way. Your boy golf. golf? You think golf is golf? my boy? By the way, yeah, no, like golf has got this. Oh, my golf is my boy. That's my boy. Uh, one of the better passer ratings in the NFL, too. Just to kind of point that out there. He no, is golf's actually, been awesome. Statistically, he's been. I mean, it, it, if you talk about. Trust yes, your Johnson. Stafford. What I say, Sta- Stafford had one good Johnson. season. Yes, I'll get. I'll give him the season where they won the Super Bowl. That was a great season for him. But ever since then, it's it's Stanford is just being Stanford. You know, like he is who he is. And Stafford's good, man. Stafford's good. He just not, get hurt. He's not, but golf, I think, is a better product. I Binium, think you should have invested in golf. If if your boy Stetson took over, like if he wasn't like liquored up or whatever, and it was Stetson against golf, who would you have? Uh, <laughs> now. now. 
Oh, that's tough. But I, I think that golf is just a little bit more seasoned. Yeah, he's, been, he's, yeah. he's a good NFL player. I don't know. Man, you are very high. I think you're like the highest person on golf that I know. Like, you know, anytime he comes yeah, up. I don't know. He is good. But that offense is people, also tailor-made for I him. I think people just like, I don't think people give the guy the credit that he deserves, honestly. I, unless, I mean, you guys are saying he doesn't deserve the credit. I don't think people give him the credit that he deserves, honestly. I mean, he's been like, awesome he's, the last two years. Last a lot of people years would just give up on him. Like, a but lot yeah, of I mean, they got they got rid of him because they did. Yeah, but they got rid of him with the, the Rams. They're like, we can't win with this guy. Let's get Stafford or somebody competent, and then they won. And everybody's like, oh, so it did. It kind of proved them right. Like, oh, they won without the guy. Both, both teams, but they also yeah. proved golf got it that right. they were in a. The Rams were just as shitty with their coaching staff. They didn't bring the best potential out of golf. Yeah, and that's true. This yeah. new coach did. That, and that's so what, what I'm the saying. Fuck? That's what I'm saying. I think that they, I think when McVay came in automatically, for some reason, he wasn't he big didn't on like golf him. from the beginning. Yeah, he wasn't, because it wasn't uh, his guy, right? McVay didn't bring in golf. It was the coach before him. I forget who the coach before Yeah, I think it was like drafted was. before, Mc, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but also and so, McVay and so, has been known to be very. He's close to Stafford. Like there is. That, that's what he did. He just got. They're not board. that different in age, honestly. Yeah, McVay's yeah. not like. Right, terrible. but but if you look at like if you statistically if you look at the numbers, Golf is a way better quarterback. Way better than Stafford. They're yeah, comparable, at, if anything. Golf in Golf's my, numbers have been awesome last years, but that offense is just like humming. Yeah, right? it's just that offense is so well designed. They got so much talent. I mean, it would suck though if they just flame out. It's like typical Detroit. That's what people would say. Yeah. Like, finally, yeah. they make it to the playoffs and look at them fucking shit the bed again when they had this dominant offensive year. So that that would be pretty interesting. Eagles Buccaneers is kind of interesting too, mainly because the Eagles look vulnerable. Right. Yeah. The, what do they call it? The the, the get right game. I mean, if you can't do it against Baker, I mean Baker not. Did not inspire a lot of confidence. I know you were talking him up in a previous episode, but and I look at last week. Yeah, you, he's <laughs> a beatable kind of like if this is this is the game that the Eagles can say, "Hey, what the fuck are we doing? Let's 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 right the ship, turn things around, and make a push." Because like if you're mm-hmm. gonna struggle, and this is gonna be a standalone like Monday night game, right? So like the whole wild card weekend will be over. Everybody will be watching that one game, and if 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 Hertz and, and company struggle, that I, I think. There, there, there's going to be uh, a lot uh, in the offseason that will happen with the Eagles because, like, I don't know what else would explain this, right? I mean, how can you have collapsed to this extent to lose to an NFC South team, no less, to get bounced? Like, there's, there's mean, no way that can happen. How much do we believe in what the regular season means, right? I mean, you can make an argument for either way, saying regular season don't matter, playoffs matter. If the regular season mattered, then the Eagles are due to lose and have another letdown because they have not looked nearly as dominant as they did last year. Right. And even or, in their wins, they weren't that dominant either, right? They were winning close, in, even in their 10-1 and one record. Same thing right? with the Dolphins. Yeah. yeah. Right? The argument can be made, yeah, in the regular season, they really didn't beat nobody good. Yeah. So it makes sense that they get their ass whooped in Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what he would make it sound like, right? Yeah. Uh, but the playoffs are... I don't know, man. We say every year doesn't look like there's a dominant team, but uh, it definitely seems like a toss-up. I mean, the 49ers probably. 49ers or Ravens are the two like good teams. I mean, I, you know, uh, the Dolphins are getting all the attention, but the Chiefs have been kind of uh, sloppy this year too. They have right? been. So like, it's not yeah, like they. they it's not like the old Chiefs that were, they're going to steamroll people. They can Just struggle. A few weeks also. ago, 
there was a slight chance that the Denver Broncos could have won the <laughs> AFC West. That's right. I couldn't believe that. It was just a couple of few weeks ago, and Kansas City pulls out a victory a couple weeks ago, and they lock up the AFC West. And I was like, I cannot believe they let it get to this. That yeah. Russell Wilson, <laughs> Russell Wilson less team can yeah. essentially win the AFC West. Which uh, will I can briefly touch on Russell Wilson. He is. Rumors? They might want to bring him back. I don't know if that's just with where Denver. Yeah, there's no way that that's. I mean, I, I Nigga, thought, there's no way I'm coming back to that motherfucker. Oh, bro. After they, there is no yeah. way I'm going back to that organization. After they asked no him to way. like uh, like waive some sort of pr- protection that he had in his clause, with the understanding that they 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 asked because they want to not be on the hook for whatever, right? So like, why would you do that and make it public and then say we're gonna keep you? Maybe they're doing that just to kind of drive the trade price up to say, oh, we're, we weren't going to get rid of him necessarily. Can you give us like an extra third round? You know, maybe they're doing that for that reason, because otherwise, like, it doesn't make any sense. Why would you go through that whole thing and it kind of embarrass your quarterback who was starting to play better? He sucked at the beginning of the year. He was turning things around. And when they were, he was turning things around is when they said, hey, could you like fuck off or whatever? Like, so it didn't make sense. Uh, and so like, it would be weird to then go back the other way and say, oh, we actually kind of like you. You want to stick around for more? Like, no, I'm going to go somewhere else. You're doing a good job masking your pain. Watching the Indianapolis Colts get eliminated last year. <laughs> oh, man. Good job, man. I don't know how you're coping, man. <laughs> it was you like, you know, it was the backup quarterback. Minshew is not a good quarterback. Uh, and they, and I, I'm surprised that they got this far. So I'll take it. You know, we got Richardson back next year. Should be a, a much better team. Oh, man. Fucking AFC South, dude. Unbelievable that multiple teams are potentially going to make it. Thank God they did not. But there was a a, a scenario in which like three AFC South teams could have made it a few right. weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, at- and then only one of them made it. I think like the AFC North, by the way, give kudos to them. I think all four teams are above 500, which is Yeah. And the Bengals, they had a shot at getting in maybe. That's but right. they kind of right. faltered down the stretch a little bit. But yeah. the Bengals, if Burrow was healthy, yeah, they probably would have been in the playoffs too. Uh, let's move on to pop culture. We want to move on to pop culture. Yeah, let's do it, man. Who wants to lead off this next one? Who oh, kill him! Oh, kill him! Oh, kill him! Like, oh, do you want to lead it off, Benjamin? I believe uh, Benjamin introduced us to this topic. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, go. let's do it. A video and interview. I can add, I can add some insight after Benjamin. Uh, Whatever so, he doesn't. Uh, Shannon Sharp, right? Formerly of um, what was that show with Skip Bayless? Undisputed. Undisputed. And he went to take. yeah, first take. Yeah. Yep, uh, he has a podcast, uh, and he had Cat Williams on there, right? Yes. Uh, kind of famous? Yeah, famous comedian. Cat, Cat, is, right? Cat is pretty famous. Yeah, he's kind of famous, yeah. he I, yeah. Obviously, he got uh, most famous from the, well, it was next Friday, right, where he played the Next pimp. Friday. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so he's been known to say some crazy things in the past, right? But uh, tell everybody what he said in his most recent interview with uh, Uncle Shay Shay, or Club Shay Shay, on the Club Shay Shay pod. So essentially, he revealed a lot of things about the industry and talked about a lot of big names. Um, and essentially, <laughs> a lot of it circled around people stealing content, the bigger guys stealing content from the little guys to be where they are and forgetting Comedians? about everybody else. Yeah, yeah Steve correct. Harvey. Yeah, correct. Steve Harvey stole content from um, Mark Curry and his show. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer stole stuff. And essentially, he was saying that uh, th- there's a there's four comedians that run the industry, and that's being uh, those four comedians happen to be Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, uh, Alphonse Faison, whatever his name is, and no Faison Love, Faison Love, oh and okay, one other uh, Faison Love, and I think Earthquake. They kind of like run in the same circle, 
So yeah, there's a, a yeah, there's a big list of folks he mentioned. I can just round around. He's like uh, taking us so behind those the fourth four. wall or whatever. He's showing us right. like what right. really so happens. So, so the there's those streets. four. So there's those four guys that are known to you know allow you into the industry. And essentially, the way it works is you get into the comedian world and then you transition into Hollywood doing shows and movies, right? And these guys are quote unquote the gatekeepers. And then he starts talking about other folks like the big comedian for some reason, which unbeholds to me. I, I really don't understand why he went under why he went um, after Kevin Hart. So he called Kevin Hart a plant, an industry plant, an industry <laughs> plant, saying that the industry handpicked him, right, and chose him to be as big as he is now. And essentially, all the success that he had now is because he was handpicked, and all the deals that he made and all the things that he has going for him were due to him being handpicked by the industry. He further on, he further goes to say, um, he further goes to say that uh, Ludacris is part of the Illuminati and that he had a meeting about the Illuminati and how they Wait, were does set Illuminati down. actually exist. It's not. Well, he's saying that it does. He's saying <laughs> that, that he's saying that in the industry that it does, no, you know, okay. and, and he, and so, so, so those were the big revelations. And then, he went after Ricky Smiley really hard. Oh man! Oh yeah, he, he was went, the. He went after Ricky Smiley really hard because apparently, uh, Ricky you... Smiley really hard because he said that Ricky Smiley kept telling everyone that you know he should have really been the pimp and not uh, money Mike. Sam, yeah, money Mike was his and uh, and and in, in all fairness, um, a lot of the a lot of the role that was written for money Mike was created by him. The outfits, the he had a very integral part. By who? By who? Play Cat Williams. Cat Williams. And yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah, 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 yeah. And and not only that, but it, it was validated by Ice Cube, who had who was the executive producer of this movie and put a lot of people on. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so real quick, I think that, Vinium, yeah, yeah. Little, real quick to give him a little more context. The what happened was in an interview, Ricky Smiley went in an interview and said. Uh, probably a year ago, like Cat Williams, what he had done was he had collected all these receipts from all these comedians and he got on this platform for um, from Shannon Sharp and just spewed it like he just read all the receipts. So he remembered an interview Ricky had done that said Ricky Smiley literally said, hey, yeah, you know, uh, originally Cat Williams was supposed to play the 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 the, the bootleg Santa Claus. And Ricky Smiley, I was supposed to play Money Mike, and back and forth, and 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 Cat went on um, Shannon Sharp show and said nobody does that when a script is written and, and everything's written and every done. They don't say, oh, let's switch the roles because the way Ricky Smiley had presented it was as if, yeah, you know, everybody was reading the roles and da da da, and then I originally was supposed to be playing um, Money Mike, and then he's supposed to play Santa Claus, and they're like, you know what, let's switch these two roles together. And Cat remembered that he kept that shit. With Cat is is chess, not checkers. He he allow, he allows people to talk themselves in the graves, and then he he hit them. That's what he did on that show. So so essentially, he came on the show and he just laid out a lot of bombshells. And I think um, Shannon Sharp was not prepared for that. Like he wasn't he didn't know the amount of information or allowed amount of baggage that was going to be released. And in a matter of his show wasn't his show was like, you know, it's kind of a well-known show. He actually got 
big in the past year. Like once he signed with ESPN, because once he left Undisputed, he started, um, you know, Club Shay Shay and, and the Nightcap with uh, Ocho Cinco, which started in the past few months. So relative within a relatively small amount of time, he's kind of made a name for himself. But this show, he did five million within the first, like I think, few days. He's at forty-one million seven days out. Forty-one yeah. million, which I think is more than I even mean, our that show. Is like, yeah, I mean, I mean, a little more than our show, but that is in a ridiculous amount of viewing. So, I mean, that interview alone has like he. I think within, I think this week he posted that he's the number one podcast now, sports podcast. Yeah. He's like number two in a certain category. Like he's like went through the roof because of this podcast. But um. What makes this what makes all that interesting is like you'd watch the interview. It wasn't crazy. Like he presented everything in a very logical it wasn't like a Charleston white kind of thing. <laughs> like a lot of what he said was logical. And then there's a few moments where things just sounded a little unreal. Oh yeah, it's making a lot but, of shit. Very but, unreal. But but the 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 crazy part about it is after the interview was released. There have been several celebrities validating everything that he said. Even even um even uh I think Ice Cube came out and said that pretty much everything that he said was on point except something about the sexual thing about the guy being raped. Like that didn't happen. He said he wouldn't allow that to happen. And like uh he didn't like the the comments about how people were underpaid on the show. But even Cat Williams was like, dude, like he's funding a lot of this shit out of his own pocket. Like, what do you expect? He's not a big budget Paramount right. movies. Like right. he's trying to make something happen for you guys. And this movie is essentially a starting point for you guys to be known in Hollywood when you guys didn't have that chance. So the biggest takeaway for me was I watched it. I was like, oh, this shit's crazy. But then like when everyone came out and validated everything he said, I was like, damn, like Cat is 100%. Like he he might not be 100%, but he's like 85, 90%, which is a lot. So, I mean, I just thought that shit was crazy. So what, what was your take on the whole interview, Mike? All right, so let me go down the list. You, you did a nice little summary, but I'm gonna go a little bit more details uh, for um, for the listeners here. So let me just go down. I have a little list of things he said. So obviously, the first big thing uh, about uh, Cat Williams, he accused Cedric and Entertainer of stealing a joke. Everybody's showing, you know, receipts of Cat's joke versus Cedric's joke. And there's some very, very, very fucking similar similarities. And he's right. He's he's right. These big name comedians, they steal and they take from the smaller known folks and up their ante. Perfect example is Steve Harvey. Steve Hardy already had didn't have like the greatest reputation within the industry. Uh, but Cat exposed them. Right. He basically called him out and said, Steve, Steve Harvey literally ripped off Mark Curry's hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> literally ripped off that same premise. Now, for the listeners, if you remember hanging with Mr. Cooper, Mark Curry is a former basketball player, uh, goes back to the his former high school to become a coach there. Right. And that was back in the early 90s, early, early 90s, like nine, 1992. Then 96 rolls around. Steve Harvey show comes out. Famous jazz musician goes back to his old high school and becomes a music teacher. And all that good stuff. They even call out. He even calls out Steve. Har I did not know this. I was today's years old when I figured out. I mean, I know 
I know for a fact that I, I mean I know I I did not know this, but the the his Steve Harvey's little box. I thought that was the tightest lineup ever. I, I every time I saw that lineup in 90, 96, I was like, bro, I need a I need a lineup like that. Turns out it was a piece, bro. It was a hair piece. Really? Was he but bald? He was balding. He didn't oh, have that crisp line and that high top fade. That was a male toupee, bro. Like that whole you it was a it was a male hair unit, <laughs> as they call it. So he called him out on that. He um he also called him out on Bernie Mac. The reason why uh they made Bernie go last was because it's supposed to be um like not the really good spot for a comedian or or whatever. So they they didn't like the Kings technically didn't really like Bernie Mac, but Bernie Mac was funnier than all the motherfuckers. And I have to agree. Bernie Mac was the yeah, funniest. Bernie Bernie Mac was by he, far the funniest. The Kings funniest of one out of all of them. Steve by far. Meh. By far. Cedric, eh. DL, eh. pretty good. And then then Bernie, right? So next thing he also says, he talks about Diddy, said how he used to he always turned down Diddy's invitations for his parties because he knew about Diddy's sex allegations of fucking niggas and he didn't want to be one of them niggas getting fucked like in Friday after next. <laughs> um and then I obviously obviously we talked about the uh Cat Williams believing Kevin Hart's industry plant and that's why he's been so successful and that how he's the gatekeeper of any new comedian really comes through him. So you see any new comedian that comes out usually and and becomes like superstardom it's because of him. Like, look, for example, Tiff Tiffany Haddish. Nobody knew who the fuck she was until, I mean, we knew she was sleeping in a car and all that shit, but we didn't know who she was until <coughs> Kevin Hart brought her on. Next thing he talks about <coughs> was Jonathan Majors. He touches on that subject. <laughs> that was and funny. He, and, he, and he goes in like a motherfucker. He's like, he first he just talks about like, Hang on, when did big noses and big jaws become sexy <laughs> and all this shit? Like, I think, I think that must have been the last twenty minutes or so. Because I, I he literally was like, minutes. he's a nigga. Nobody likes nigga. Like his facial features are not attractive <laughs> to anybody. And now all of a sudden, he's the most attractive nigga in the world. Um, so he he goes in on that. But then he talks about um, how does he feel like with him now being with um, you know, Megan Good and all that good stuff, and how it's not helped his career, but it's uh, you know, softened the blow a little bit. And he's and Kat says, Thank God for a strong black woman to help free this slave's mind, <laughs> like stuff like that. Oh, so, Jesus. Oh, so then that. another the thing, yeah. another, another thing Kat also mentions is Michael Blackson. You know the, oh, the yeah. African yeah, guy. The African guy. You know from, from yeah, Marasaka, <laughs> Marasaka. From, from from next Friday. He was a next Friday, if you remember. And he tried to say Pat Williams tried to say he gave Michael Blackson his style and all that stuff because before, remember, Michael Blackson was he's an African with the fake African fake African accent, and he was wearing dirty ass. He says. You know, look at Michael Blackson. He was wearing dirty ass sashiki stuff. Told him and said, "Hey, buddy, you need to start dressing up more and da 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 and open a school up in Africa." And he wants credit for that. Apparently, for you now, Cat was like, "I made Michael Blackson. I gave him the suggestion to open school in Africa and to dress in suits and stuff." Now and now, look at Michael Blackson. He's blown up. Stop it. He Cat didn't. Cat. I will say one thing: the motherfucker is an entertainer. Oh, he's very entertaining. He inter fucking tains. You saw the numbers. If you do not see the numbers. I don't know what they are now, but I remember the first day, 7.2 million motherfucking viewers on Uncle Shay Shay. 
on his thing. Now, the only problem is Uncle Shay Shay going to get a little heat because the funny thing is he had Steve Harvey on his show. He had most some of these people on his show already. I, I listened so to that, what, yeah, yeah. But, 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 but so what makes you think these comedians are want to go? What makes you think these comedians are want to go back no, but on this show? To be fair, but to be fair, I don't think that Shannon Sharp knew that that was coming. I, yeah, I, again, that's why I, I, I kind of feel think... like it was a it was like one of those ambush kind of yeah. interviews. Like, hey, I'm gonna get Cat on the show. We're gonna just talk some funny stuff. Maybe you know, for the most part, yeah, fine. Rag on Ricky Smiley. Nobody gives a shit about fucking Ricky Smiley. Like, even at one point, Cat Williams said. So the second movie they were in together was called uh, First Sunday, and it was a small thing. Like uh, Ricky Smiley always played this like old church lady named Bernice Jenkins, and and it was an Ice Cube show. And uh, producers always love Ricky Smiley. And they said, hey, Ricky, we want you to be Bernice Jenkins in this thing. And also Kat's in it. Now, Kat, the way he spun the fucking sh- uh, thing was, I said that if I was, the, I because he said after um, Ricky was saying he should have been um, Money Mike, he said Kat put in his, uh, his contract with the studios that if I do another movie with Ricky Smiley, <laughs> he got to be in a dress. And he was technically in a dress, but they were like, come on, Kat. You did not put that in your contract that the only way you do another movie with Ricky Smiley is you put a dress on. Like, the motherfucker's pure entertainment. So I'll give him that. He's right. a fucking mastermind. Yeah, of, what of, was his special? Um, one of his first... Oh, he had a lot of specials. He yeah, had but what the first lot. ones uh, that he came out when he was so Like Pimp Chronicles? Pimp Chronicles or some so, shit like and, that? Uh, it was the first time I think people took a Cat seriously as a comedian because, you know, he was kind of that pimpy type character in multiple movies, right? It was like, okay, he's just like a typecasted character. And then he had that special and people are like, oh shit, Cat Williams, like this guy, uh, he got, he's kind of funny on his own. He can stand alone. Kind of fell off the map a little so, bit so, since then. So, and that is interesting, right? Cause like he, you would see him pop up, like he'll do a movie or he'll have a special. And then like, you know, he's getting beaten up by some middle schooler uh, yeah. and then he'll disappear for a while. And he looks like he's like a, kind of a crackhead like at least the appearance bipolar of, man yeah he must have something but okay so i have a couple of uh uh thoughts on this right so first of all on the shannon sharp side i mean what a remarkable uh turn of events for him i mean he's basically like on the path of being like the black joe rogan right like he'll, he'll be like yeah right? yeah right? because <laughs> yeah. wait 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 that is he's a, fucking a great comparison bro so okay, so yeah, so on the okay, so so he, you know, all the people that uh, uh, Cat Williams was talking about, because I I've list I've uh, you know when I'm running or I'm doing something I'm listening to uh, the, his podcast, so I listen to Ricky Smiley, Cedric the Entertainer, uh, Steve Harvey. So the the views like this was like a year ago, Cedric the Entertainer three point seven million views, uh, Ricky Smiles three point seven million views. Uh, Steve Harvey was the the leader in the clubhouse, 10 million views eight months ago. And then over the top 40, actually just updated to 42 million in one week. With about YouTube Williams. views. Yeah, YouTube views. Yeah. But he also, he has a podcast, right? So yeah, he has yeah. listeners. For- yeah. But, yeah. but like basically this is also like, I think, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I listened to him through the YouTube uh, app, but yeah. like you can listen to him in any other way. I never knew you. Uh, you never put me on to this. I listen to podcasts. I didn't think this was that interesting, but I didn't even know he had a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and are you serious? You didn't know? No, that was the big thing. I mean, that was the reason why the undisputed... I don't know anything about anything. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. That was the that was one of the bigger. That was Skip Bayless's fucking biggest problem, which like he brought Shannon Sharp to the light 
but Shannon made the most of that light he was given. Yeah, and he, he, he and then he yeah, eventually overshadowed. He overshadowed Skip Bayless. And but did Skip, was it Skip's idea to bring Shannon on? Yes. Yeah, he was, no, he, like, he, he because was remember he sought after Shannon. Shannon Sharp like, because everybody remember, everybody was like, "Do not the Shannon Sharp guy is not going to work out." And he was like, yeah. "I don't care what you say. I, that's yeah. my guy." Yeah, because remember Shannon was he. Remember CBS Sports. He was on he, NFL he, he, Today. He, they got rid of him yeah. to get somebody else, like Nate Burleson or somebody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're pretty good. He as flamed. He studio flamed. Guy a short period he, of time. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say flamed out, but I think being on those large talk shows with like four or five panels, like having Shannon there, he's this the okie doke. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> Georgia boy. He's a Georgia. It's boy. remarkable that right the, this it, right country so bumpkin. He was this, he, honestly, he was this yokel <laughs> on, on when you put him in a full panel. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be funny, but he he is textbook country bumpkin. Like I mean, like <laughs> I agree, but oh, oh. if you but if you give him an opportunity, played at Savannah he, State. Look, you know, correct. But you gave this. They gave him a fucking opportunity, Sh- and Lynn that's why Jordan, Shannon, that's Shannon, like Shannon, might get mad, or you know, he was rightfully mad at Skip for what he said because he tried to diminish him um, on his career compared to Tom Brady. He's like, yo, you you can't. You, that was the crux. That was the breaking point for Shannon to be like, fuck you, Skip. I'm out of here. Like you don't actually. Don't- by, by the way, Mike, uh, Stephen A. said that he, uh, uh, Shannon was pushed out. So maybe they, maybe he was, oh, okay. Because he's like, I'm like, you're not going to do to him what ESPN did to me like 14 years ago. Because apparently he got pushed out of ESPN like in 09. And so he Wait, saw yeah, something was happening yeah, with Fox sure. Sports. Like basically, like uh, Undisputed is like a uh, skip show, just like yeah. Stephen A. Yeah. How he got rid of uh, Kellerman, yeah. you know, like, oh, this is not yeah. working out. So he shipped him out. Like Skip has that kind of authority to kind of say, this is not this. Yeah, and is that's not fine. He can, yeah. he can have it. But Skip had already. But during that time, he was already masterminding. He was Skip was busy trying to play checkers and shit. Yeah. Oh, I'm just gonna get this nigga out of here. But guess what? Shannon had a plan. He knew his. He already had. Come on, man. He's known as podcast when he was doing Undisputed. Yes, it was always. It was a joke. He yes, it was he right after. Is it right after? No, it wasn't. Wasn't it? No, it, there was an overlap. There was an overlap. I think he saw the writing on the wall. Shay. Yeah. Club Shay Shay was like. The thing he does with Ocho Cinco now, it was once a week, and it was Club Shay Shay. He talked to one guest, and that was it. Now it's bigger, but he had Club Shay Shay before. Like, Club Shay Shay is actually a derivative of when he was at the Ravens, where he used to, in the in the hotel room where they're in training camp, hey, hey, all the players come through the club, club Shay Shay. And like, like Ray's so- Boom Boom Room. Yeah, like exactly. Like so yeah, Mike already, knows a lot about Mike has done some research on this segment, <laughs> I, 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 bro. I'm I'm telling you, Even back when to the Ravens to, locker room story. When it, when it comes to pop culture, I'm I'm all about. I'm your nigga, right? So I think I'm your saying, girl set you straight, dude. She's like, you better come correct next episode, man. <laughs> come research. <laughs> that's that's our Asian side coming out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So either either way, all I'm saying is, <laughs> all I'm saying is, uh, once that. Once Shannon had reached that aptitude, like Skip's like, you got your rid of this nigga, but he already had a plan. If he was to get, he already had Club Shay Shay. He already had most of the, come on now, most of these mother, remember, they know him as Unk. So they have a personal vibe with him. Most of these players fucking hate uh, Skip Bayless. Like they legitimately have a hate for him. So Skip, uh, 
not skip. Shannon had all the cards. Smart man. I don't know. It, it's it's I I the only problem I have with the interview is I feel that Shannon Sharp is almost diminishing himself a little bit by allowing Cat to do what he did on his show for views. Like he I did don't it. Think for, he knew that though. I don't. Know. I know, I but he, it just seems a little. Think about it. Who's like going to come on? What comedian? On show, right? What com, what comedian? What comedian is going to come on Club Shay Shay now? Well, Knowing they're going to get roasted. I mean, like, with the views it. that he's getting, like, though, it's, right? It's bad, it's, it's bad form. It's bad form. But okay. Wait, wait, hold on. Okay, I missed some of this conversation. What do you mean they're going to get roasted? Was, uh, was Shannon Sharp no, no, roasting? No. It was just Cat Williams. No, no, because he allowed it's not like Cat... if he brings on Will Smith, Shannon Sharp will be roasting him, right? No, no, no. Look, you see what I'm saying? Like, he allowed Cat to go on there, roast a bunch of people. Michael Blackson, Tyler Perry, yeah, but they Luke, Chris, there, Jonathan right? Majors. Yeah, but he allowed him for that platform to just throw all this dirt on all these people's names that technically was not fact-founded. Yeah, but so what? Right. It makes for good good TV. I agree, but you, do you want... The show wasn't about that, though. You see what I'm saying? Is that what he wants his show to be? That's what I'm saying. His show was... I feel the show is slightly diminished a little bit just because he allowed so, for him to go for so long and to go on without any real... Better interviewer. Cat Newton or Shannon Sharp? <laughs> oh, Shannon Sharp. Shannon easily. Hey, I like Cam's. Oh. I like Cam's, but Shannon's a lot more personable. Cam, Cam I guess you say. Cam is ducking, man. Is ducking, <laughs> ducking, man. You know, uh, to to, to uh, he like he looks up like a few big words and you repeats them over and over yeah. again. Yeah, he didn't. As look, you yeah. surmise, as you surmise. <laughs> you know, like, we we've talked a little bit about direction. Shannon, uh, a decent amount, right? Didn't we talk about he wasn't he in the uh, gangbang with Ocho Cinco? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there was right. some other stories. Yeah, the, that's remember that time we oh, were fucking that bitch? Yeah, was he not also the lobster guy? He said, "No, no, like, no, that that wasn't Shay Shay. That was no, no, that was him and Terrell Owens. That was in oh, TV. Terrell Owens. Sorry, but he yeah. did the lobster story. Yeah, that, the he did the lobster yeah. story. He did the. So that's the other story. show yeah. that Mike you mentioned, right? That he does with uh, Ocho Cinco, right? Like that's where yeah, it came it's, out. it's so, called like Shay Shay After Dark. Right, right. No, it's called Nightcap. Nightcap. Yeah, Nightcap. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So yeah, that just a couple of points. So so. Uh, Mike, uh, the concern that, that you raised about like how it, it may have diminished somewhat um, his show, I think that is a concern, but it's overwhelmed by the views, right? So the the play that this episode has had has been a net positive for Shannon Sharp and Cat Williams. If uh, anyone has uh, Netflix, uh, if you look at the top 10 TV shows, you'll see Cat Williams special in the top 10 now. Like, you you would never see. It's smart. He's right? playing cat. So the, so, so, yeah, so he's, he's getting yeah, yeah. all of this play now because of the podcast. So I think uh, because of that, I think he will have no problems having comedians come back on because you know, like one of the criticisms of the episode is that Shannon Sharp let a lot of things go unchallenged. There was no fact checking. They were trying yeah. to treat him like he's like Anderson Cooper, like some sort of reporter. He's just a, yeah. a guy, right? He so came like, out. And he came true. Out and said that's that true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's but, a fair, but, but that's a fair yeah, statement. Yeah, so he and, came and, out and said, he came out and said, just to be clear, I am not an entertainer. I am an entertainer. So what my intention was to entertain you guys. Right. Not yeah, I'm, I'm not a reporter. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. And yeah, and by the yeah. way, that that okay. is and, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I mean that's that's essentially what happened. You he everybody got entertained. Right. He like, got yeah, it was an entertaining thing. And uh, by the way, uh, qu uh you, when we're uh, rattling off all the different uh, points of the episode, wasn't one of the he had like a weird throwaway about Chris Tucker and like Epstein or 
pedophile island. Like he he threw him under the buffer. Uh, yeah, he had it was something. A very weird, I, I'll like, be honest, I did not. He said like so that, many things. It was, was like, like a throw. Yeah, it was like almost a throwaway. Yeah, he, he was basically he was basically saying that. Uh, Chris Tucker is known to be a pedophilia. Like he's involved with like it was just kind of yeah. throw, and and to to be uh to be fair to uh Shannon Who did Shaw, he not hate on? Who did he not hate? DL Hughley he talked up uh, 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 Bernie Mac. I mean he's that so kind of poor form to make Mark fun Curry, of. Him. Mark yeah, Curry. Yeah, so yeah, so there were people he was uh saying positive things about, but a lot of people, especially like Ricky Smiley, I don't know what he did to him, but man, he hates that guy. Kevin Hart oh, didn't think too highly of. It's kind of funny. Oh, uh, you the know attack on Ricky Smiley, yeah. though, so I want. I just want to say to the greater listening public, I know who Ricky Smiley is. A lot of people do. He's got the radio But the show, general yeah. public does not know who Ricky yeah. Smiley is, yeah. I think. Well, he's a, he's a local celebrity. He's a southern celebrity. He is, celebrity. but like, this is a national podcast or whatever, apparently. Right. And it's funny that he fixated that is true. on the character <laughs> that most people are like, who the fuck is Ricky Smiley? Right. You know? It, it'd be I mean, he helped his career. Imagine you talking about somebody helps your career. I know, right. I know. It I just, mean, I mean, the Ricky Smiley episode got almost four million views, so maybe somebody knows him. But like, uh, people know, him. right? <laughs> but, well, he has a nationally syndicated show. Let's no, be honest. I know. Well, okay, white people don't know. Okay, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Bill Belichick probably won't know it, right? If you yeah, all the Negroes, all the Negroes know who he is, though. <laughs> More people know Cat Williams and Ricky Smiley, don't you think? Right. <laughs> yeah, that, no. that's public. Uh, yeah, I don't do. know. I don't yesterday. know. That's. A, I think it's a tie. I think it's a tie to be honest with you. Right. Okay. Oh, but you know, so so the uh, going on to 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 uh, but, but, uh, to finish the point with uh, Shannon Sharp. To be fair to him, he has had the same lax policy, unchallenged policy with all of the other episodes that I've seen. Steve Harvey came on, and actually, some of the things that Cat Williams was talking about was in reference to the interview he gave Shannon Sharp and Steve Harvey. Right. So like, he's not gonna challenge you about something he's this is like a free-flowing conversation and so you say some nonsense he'll just take you at your word he's not gonna say well you said this other thing like six months ago right so like he's done the consistent thing but that's for everybody. actually a, a good interviewer like um uh what's her name uh shit um fresh air what is it the host terry gross yes so she's awesome at interviewing because she says very little and she just lets the person go and right. talk right and like at first, you're like, dude, this is not a skill. Anybody can do this shit. Just ask a question and say nothing. But that is so hard, right? And for Shannon to just be like, yo, go. And I'm going to just let you keep going. Right. That is actually an awesome thing. Because, yeah, it may, make, it may make for people saying stupid things. But it also makes for good television, good podcasting. Right, right. Because you get them to say something stupid because you let them continue to ramble on, right? Right. I think we all have been victim of that on this podcast. <laughs> so too long. <laughs> So kudos to him for that, not projecting yeah. his own ego into it, that, right? That, now uh, on uh, onto Cat Williams, I do have some criticisms of him because he is entertaining. I, oh, I, I come enjoyed, for you, Ham. I, I enjoyed uh, his show, hey, but Kat, like, come to the buffer. He is one hundred percent full of shit, right? In some of the things that he was saying. So just to kind of, I wrote down some of the things that he was saying, and and um, I was saying earlier, Shannon Sharp. He's not a journalist. Uh, some of the criticisms didn't make any sense, but if something was within the realm of his knowledge base. He should have been able to to call him out on some things, but he was like, "Oh, this guy's just talking out of his ass," and he let it go. He would say things like, "He can run a four three right? Like, 
He did. Yeah, Williams said that? A 4 3 40. Did you see the video? NFL, yeah, I saw the video in the basketball court. Yeah, he's a little scrawny dude. He's not running no 4 3 40. Shannon Sharp has been around people who can run 4 3 40. He said that, <laughs> and he just let it slide. All right, whatever. Well, and I it, mean, yeah, because everybody <laughs> said all, all cat was there. Like, you got to be honest. Like, the man's a fucking, uh, the man's a fucking was, entertainer, okay. bro. That was He's one of the more like. All right. Okay, he that, also that, that was, was I wasn't it wasn't yeah, it wasn't that not, was but it's not as bad as so, I think what you're so about some to say other that. things he said yeah. he was accepted to college at age seven. He yeah that that was he, okay, not, yeah, the, that the, was, the 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 big the, the big whopper. I mean yeah he yeah, was yeah, so yeah, okay so when he says four three forty that's he knows enough to know like what fast is right so basically he was exaggerating but he was saying he was fast right like, and he, by he way of ex- on level fast. yeah by way of example he's saying four three but at least he has a concept of what fast is he on the other hand when so it comes to books stupid, so he knows yeah yeah no, to to, to demonstrate is, yeah. how <laughs> a voracious reader that he is he said that yeah. he at age eight was reading three thousand books a year no, 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 no. <laughs> nonfiction. Yeah, nonfiction. Yeah, but he was saying per year during those years he was reading. I thought it was total. No, eight eight books a day, and and he (laughs) (laughs) and again he he said this, not me. Not fiction. He's talking about like play. I I think think he was saying. (laughs) I I thought he said three thousand books for like. Even that, that both of them would be not true. When he Man, said three thousand, people say they bust seven nights, seven nuts in one night. Right, I mean, it, everybody has their little white lie, you know. What I I'm mean, saying? there was that. I remember uh, Will Chamberlain, the twenty thousand women he betted or whatever, and people were doing the math like, "Man, this guy, he must have not gotten any actual sleep because, like, between like the travel and the playing, like, how can you? So what's more plausible? Well, the twenty thousand is more plausible. There is a zero percent chance. There's a better chance that I find myself on the moon to take a shit like I think tomorrow. There's a racial element to this. What a black man can't read three thousand <laughs> books. It is such. Uh, it's uh, it's like uh, the fucking uh, like the, the, the guy. Uh, what was the the forty year old virgin? Like uh, the boobs are like a, like bags a of bag sand. of sand. Like you're like, bags like you have like no concept or whatever. Like, just kind of thing. It's like, you're like so far up it. Another thing he was saying that is also 3, bullshit. words. <laughs> whatever. You, you can do any kind of combination that he did not do that. He probably has read books. I mean, he does. Uh, he seems like he's uh, uh, well adjusted in, in that front, but he didn't read that much. Another bullshit lie that was obvious was that he, to show himself as being like a principled uh, entertainer or whatever, unlike the other people that sell, sell out, he turned down four separate $50 million deals because like things weren't exactly right. Like this, I'm keeping it real, man. The script was on right. four different occasions. Like, you remember that big story of Dave Chappelle walking away from 50 million. Yeah. This guy was saying he, that happened to him on four separate occasions. So like, you know what would have been he funny was talking about when he, when he was talking about that, he was talking about Harvey Weinstein and um, basically $50 million opportunities. But he said that, he had to protect his integrity. You right. know what and happened? He was not gonna, and he wasn't gonna take shortcuts to success. It was like some, uh, probably some shitty Tyler Perry movie or something. And they were like, "Dude, we'll pay you like five hundred thousand, but we'll give you a percentage of the box office profits, which could potentially lead to fifty million dollars <laughs> right. if we make Avatar type of money, you know, at the box office." So that's a stretch. Right. Fifty million, that, four but, times. Yeah. So, so my my uh, my my general assessment of of uh, he's had a couple other things, but that, that's you know he's kind of peppering a lot of bullshit with some true things that have been corroborated by other people. Yes. So yes. like that's kind of like you know he did he say made, that's what comedians do, right. right? They mix your truth with a little Word embellishment sense. and produce. Ooh, what? 
George, George Santos. Santos, yeah, the the, the former congressman. <laughs> no, George Santos. Like, I mean, he he. I think he's like a hundred percent bullshit. The uh, Cat Williams like fifty fifty. He's a batting fifty fifty. But what I think, yeah, it, it. I think the the main thing is that uh, he like he was saying these negative things about these people because like he knew this twenty some odd years ago, right? Like that that uh, uh, Steve Harvey. Uh, was inspired, let's say, by a previous he show. He wasn't inspired. He stole that man's uh, show. And, and Cedric and Mark Curry. Yeah. Mark Curry. There was even an old interview of him stealing um, Mark Curry's um, Halloween jokes. Right. It was an interview back in like a couple years ago. He he sat down with some people and they asked him about it. And he's like, do you have any problems with any comedians? Da, da, da. And he's like, yeah, Steve Harvey. He stole my, my whole Halloween bit for something on uh, Ellen's show. Right. Or no, on his own. No, not Ellen's show, but on his own Steve Harvey show. He stole my whole bit. The, the other one, but, I mean, they, they did a, uh, somebody had like a, a side-by-side Cedric and Chainer doing some joke. And then like two years prior, Cat Williams doing the same thing. So like there, there had been some examples where the point that he was making uh, makes sense. I, I will say just to kind of distill it to my main assessment of what's happened is that Cat Williams is talking shit about people he had a falling out with. And he's talking up people who he's still cool with, right? So like he may have yeah. information yeah, about true. people yeah. that it's derogatory, but he's well, cool with them. I know, but but he was presenting. The problem that I have, kind of the same thing with Charleston. They kind of present themselves as being like, I'm I'm speaking the truth, and these other people are full of shit. It's like yeah, but you're all sir. full of shit. Like everybody's kind of full of shit, and I, I, there's a hundred percent chance that Steve Harvey and all these people are gonna want it another crack at this because they're going to get all these ratings. Uh, but Cat is smart. Cat's smart. Cat's public persona, his figure, is kind of indicative of the figure he plays in the movies, right? Kind of crazy, loose cannon, weird, maybe, and people think he's bipolar, schizophrenic, right? Right. So he can say whatever he wants, and his reputation, who gives a shit if it's damaged? Right. Steve Harvey's not going to come on there and just go fucking balls to the walls, railing on everybody. He won't because it'll damage his reputation too much. So it's it's easy to take shots at the big boys when you're the small guy, because they're not going to come back at you. They're just going to be like, "Fuck you." <laughs> By the way, that black son guy, he he posted a tweet saying like, "Oh, this guy's trying to uh, get some uh, fame off of our the big comedians," and people are like, "You're including yourself in that group?" I don't know who that guy is. So so it's funny. There's a clip. There's a clip where he came. He comes on wild and out. And Cat is just roasting the shit out of Michael Blackston. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, 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 so it, interestingly, all the people that he called out, a lot of people are, you know, uh, calling truth to what he said. Um, and then there were several people that came to his defense. One of who, you know, which, which I know, which is which, which I know, I'm in good company and have great, you know, choice and integrity because. Obviously, Bob would disagree, <laughs> but the one and only person that loves Cat Williams and came to his defense immediately was Boosie. Oh, your boy Boosie. Boosie came, <laughs> Boosie came into his defense and, t- and talked about how, like, when he first came out of jail after he, you know, did his big hit and he was, like, dead broke, um, Cat was one of the first ones, show- saw him. He came to one of his shows. He saw him. He was struggling, and he lent him, like, I think 40000 He's like, here, just get on your feet. And he was like, man, I was living in a motel with all my kids. I didn't oh, have wow. anything. This guy, he's a real nigga. And then the Migos came out and said, yo, Cat, I remember we were doing this movie and we didn't have budget for wardrobe. He lent, he gave me $10,000. Several people have come out and validated Damn. what he said or talked about how, say he's such a great guy. But the okay. biggest, the biggest win 
for this aside from Boosie, you know, shouting him out, which great character, by the way, about great five, you're missing out. Character. Is is there's there's a segment in there where there's a segment in there where he's talking about club uh, where uh, he was um, he was saying something about um, he was basically saying that like Joe Rogan would not want him on there because Joe Rogan has nothing but like non funny comedians yeah. on there. Yeah, and he would he wouldn't qualify to be on there. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and he would he and and. Joe Rogan just posted back and Joe Rogan just posted back. He said, he's one of my favorite comics. I love him. I, I would love to have him on. We, we, uh, we can talk about that is such a white thing he's to say. Now, make it happen. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. He, he said, insulted he said, me, but we I talk about him all the time. Yeah. Out of here. Said, Come on, Rogan. Aren't we talk about him all guy? the time. He said, if he's down, I'll make it happen. Right. In defense of uh, oh, Joe, man. in defense oh, of Joe, man. he has talked up uh, every when he has oh, he other comedians on, and the, his name comes up there. They always talk about how funny okay. he is. So like he's, you know, you know, um, yeah. I wonder if this falls more into line. I know this has been a recurring theme on the pod, and we've kind of pointed out is like this whole like black celebrities entertainers bagging on other black celebrities. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. I was gonna touch on. Did that. he yeah, take yeah. any shots at somebody that's not black? Like uh, Louis C.K. Weinstein, Harvey, sorry, Har- Harvey Weinstein, Jim Carrey. Yeah, I think. Har- yeah, 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 but like yeah, almost everybody kind of, yeah, shot yeah, at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, I guess his. Why his he going after the? Is, I know, I, I know why he's going after. The oh, black I think uh, the one uh, criticism uh, before he was uh, shitting on Jonathan Major's uh, features, he was saying like, "This is why I don't mess with white women because." Oh yeah. That girl that like the the, the reason why he got involved, like the girlfriend that he had was white. Who was trying to turn into Coretta Scott King or whatever, whatever he was trying to do with her. Uh, but that was like another time he was critical of like, he's like, he, yeah. I find them as attractive as any other woman, but like, I'm going to stick to black women because like, if you go to the white side, they're going to find, you know, they're going to ruin that, you or mean, whatever. Have white women come on to him. That's why. Oh, no. I think after my experience, after my experience being married know. to a non, yeah. non-African non American, I might have to agree <laughs> with uh, Hey, listen. Hey, let me tell you something. I don't know bro. Versus white, it's a big difference, okay? Now, Brown. Once you go, what you say? When you go brown, yeah. you what? What happens, Urban? You go down. You go down. Go you go Not down. in a good way. You go down. Listen. You go down. <laughs> White listen, is right. Um, listen. Uh, no. If, I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if it's possible. But if you could play that, clip is good that too. I sent but you guys. If you could play that clip that I sent you guys about uh, Dr. Umar has a thing to say about snow bunnies. Oh. If you could just play that quick clip for the audience. Man, what it's kind of technology the, you think we got here? We all. I mean, remote. you can just put. You just put. No, you just put it to the phone. Just play it. Just play oh it, you know, wow! We're gonna do all. Yeah. This. No more press them buttons. Yeah. No, no. You press them buttons, button, nigga. Press because I think uh, Dr. Umar does a good, good job of wrapping this up and putting a bow on it. I like Dr. Umar, man. Yeah. I miss him. I, I wish he I, comes I, on the pod. I love this part. This is more, this. Man. This is a this is a new term that he came up with. With I just I loved it. Like I, <laughs> new, new terminology. Um, While Ham anyway, goes to get that, I think he's going to get that. I don't yeah. know him when to do. Yeah, uh, but anyway, one question is how? What did this do for everybody's career? Although it was bad, I mean. The amount of views that they got when we're we're at what forty one million and it's not even a week or a little less than a week that a little less than a week out, what did this do or what 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 does what does this say about numbers and these kind of things like putting people down is a thing it seems like it seems like it putting works. famous people down putting very yeah. famous people yeah. down and if you're also somewhat famous yeah it's a big deal dude big deal yeah. like okay 
I, I think there is this thing about African-Americans putting each other down because you really don't hear this that much in the white community, right? You don't see like Bradley Cooper dogging Leonardo DiCaprio or shit. Like you don't see people like if well, they, they did, don't really act together, do they? Yeah, but imagine if Tom Hanks went fucking ape shit on fucking Daniel Day Lewis. He just called him <laughs> fucking out but, on the But he won't be doing it because he's white. I mean, it's it's I think that's the I think that's the the struggle is the But my point actor. is if that happened, it feeds also into this whole like bagging on people. It works. It fucking works, right? Right. A, gonna... a a similar a bit, I think it's like a, a scarcity kind of thing. Kind of like uh, sometimes people say like women like drag each other down because there, there's only so much space. Yeah. And so they're vying yeah. for very limited slots. So they're undermining one another. And yeah, similarly, crabs. black people crabs are in a barrel. saying, yeah, it's like a crab in a barrel. When you're a minority and you see somebody else that's minority in a position of power or notoriety, and it's not that many other ones, you almost hold them to some standard, right? Like right. you should fit into this category of this ethnicity and whatever. But when you're white, you're like, dude, there's a thousand of you. Right. Yeah. One guy can be a lesbo. One guy can be a hippie, dippie, trans, whatever. <laughs> we don't care. All Nobody right. cares. I, uh, I got the, the, the clip here. Uh, let me see if I can yeah. play it. Technology. Let's hear it. If we can hear it. Okay. Black uh, queens forever. Snowbunnies never. Fox. Where are my natural-headed sisters at? Shout out to all natural-headed oh, yeah. queens. You love your relaxer? Okay. It was no need for you to say that, though, my sister. Don't get cute. You have a right to be a Negro pen, but you are on the Prince of Pan-Africanism's platform. Don't get cute. There we go. Negro pen. He called her a Negro pen <laughs> for liking her relaxer. So, again, Mike, you know, just... Uh, this nigga! <laughs> I love Man, I miss Dr. Umar, dude. This guy, man. Ooh, He's so busy building that school. <laughs> that has school. never fucking opened. Cool. What's worse, Dr. Umar's school didn't ever open or LeBron James? No, he everybody showed, had like he a showed, third grade. He has, he has some bathrooms. Like he's kind of in the <laughs> some bathrooms. Yeah, yeah. He's in the the indoor plumbing. <laughs> Dr. Umar on the come up. Yeah, stop hating on my man. He's a Pan American, Pan American, African American, whatever he is, brother. You know, you know there's nothing I love more than hearing African Americans' opinions on the world. Speaking of African Americans with opinions on the world, Mike, do you have a moment for us? Are you ready, or did I just blindside you? Oh shit! I was looking at my phone like, uh, what's the name? Always said it, making fun of me while I was making. No, no, I do have a moment, with Mike. I actually do. I really do. You are never. All right, hang on. Ever. I'm pretty fucking prepared. Just give me a second here. You see that bro. interview? That that the rattling of uh, facts from the interview just now. That's one. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's all that. Is. That's all that is. All right, all right. I'm. I'm. I have to bring it in. Bring it out. Okay. This one. All right. So here is your moment with Mike. This glorious, glorious Wednesday on January 10th, uh, year of our Lord 2024. All righty. Your so Lord, Jesus Christ, your Lord, is, right? Jesus Christ, is our, is, right? Jesus Christ, year of our Lord, your like Lord, Jesus Christ, as if maybe that's a good reference point for the point you're about to make. I don't know. God damn, niggas. Why y'all <laughs> shut the fuck up and let me on do this it? Day, I that? propose to my new fiance on January 10th, 2024 <laughs> on the record. Oh, shit. Did I ruin it, Mike? Sorry. No, I ain't getting no oh. fucking engaged, nigga. Okay. Anyway. All right. So I think the biggest. One of the biggest things in relationships now, I'm in a new relationship. As some people know, I don't even know people, most of our listeners know if the, the 10 that actually listen to the end of the pod. But anyway, I'm in a new relationship. And the one thing I found out over this processes of finding my one, not one, but finding a partner in general, is just that people, this is my moment. 
what people need to do going forward in order to find the one or their partner is be start being honest with yourselves and being honest with the person you are attempting to be in a relationship with. What the problem is, people don't bring them full selves into relationships nowadays. They just give versions of themselves. Therefore, they're not giving their true selves. They're not giving, they're not allowing the other person to determine, hey, I want this true self or this true version of, of this person I want, this version of you. I really want it. You have to give the other person the ability to. And that's something I'm very thankful for in the partner I do have. I was the one thing I made sure was to give my true self, my true version, all of me, all the debauchery I have done prior, her, before her, all that good stuff. Just let it all out. Be truthful in who you are. And then also, if you if you're really looking for that love, that true, true love at any point in your life, I mean, too late for you, Binyam, but. If you're really looking for that true, true love what? in your life, it's, fire. I, it's too late. It's too me. late. You already found your love. Oh, I'm just telling. Okay, talk, okay. I'm talking to the motherfuckers who ain't found love, nigga. No, no, I, I, I thought you were I'm not trying to be throwing shade. At I'm me. not trying to throw shade. God damn! Yeah. Don't be so defensive, my nigga. No, I'm um, not. I just didn't. I didn't know. I was confused. It's, it's too late <laughs> for you. You found that. You you don't have to take this advice. This is for Ham when he wants to find. The sack and balls he wants, you know? In the year of your uh, Lord, what, 2045? Ham's in Midtown. <laughs> he can get those sack and balls anytime he wants. He wants. <laughs> he no, no, no. But no, no, for real, for real. For real, for real. The, the, the part I really want to hit home for everyone is everyone loves giving a version of themselves when they're dating. Or everyone wants to give a version of them. And the version of themselves is not true. It's just, it's a fleeting moment. And then you allow years to go by. And this version can't keep up with the lie. And then you're broken up because you weren't truthful in the first in the first place. You allowed certain things to just slide. And eh, not a big deal. Let us slide. Ah, eh, not a big deal. Let us slide. But in essence, in order to for you to love someone and be someone, you have to be your true self and you have to be willing to hurt. You have to say, hey, I like this person. I love this person this much that I am willing to be hurt by them. That's why we give versions of ourselves because we don't want to be hurt anymore. We don't, I don't want this motherfucker to do the same this, but this motherfucker did to me before. So I need to do this. You know, oh, my my ex-husband says I didn't I didn't know how to fuck. So guess what? I'm just gonna be fucking everybody. But guess what? At the end of the day, you you don't like fucking. So be willing to be your true self, be willing to be hurt by that person. That's the only way you're gonna really find be vulnerable. Love. Be vulnerable. Be vulnerable and be innocent like we were in high school when Yeah, you have to in order to experience real love again, the true version of it, you have to be vulnerable. Otherwise, you can just live your life aimlessly with relationship to relationship. That's fine. Some people like that. But me I, I, personally, I, no. I want to be vulnerable. I I believe in 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 going out there and giving myself to someone and getting hurt again. And if it's worth it, it's worth it. If it's not, hey, live and learn on to the next. Yeah, I actually, uh, the be a lot of people say the first love was the best love or whatever. And usually it's because you were the most innocent and the most vulnerable, right? You did yeah. all the caking stuff. You did all yeah, the fruity yeah. stuff. You know, you never thought twice how it looked funny when you did whatever. Gave yeah. your girlfriend a huge uh, basket. Yeah, I was, that was me. Yeah, that was me. But when you get older... You get hardened by life, and you're just like, nah, I ain't doing that stuff anymore. I'm not going to well, put out there to be Agree, so, Agreed, but here's another thing, yes, though. If you, it, since you, 
Yeah, yeah, no, no. Here's another thing, though, I learned. So if we're lucky enough, some people aren't lucky, like Binyam. Binyam, he he his his he got he found his one first shot. Some of us are not so lucky. Um, so the first person you meet is that's that's your true, true, well, not true, but your true love, your innocent love that you you break up over the dumbest thing, right? That was me. Second love is typically the one that crushes you. The one that you want it to work so bad. The one that you go through manipulation, lies, cycles and cycles of toxicity until you get out of it. Then there's a third love. And I think I might be experiencing that. The third love teaches so the you. Thing. The third love teaches you, comes out of nowhere. Fucking never expect it. It hits you so hard, so fast that you realize, hold on. I can, like, you have a communication where, like, you know what you love about love and you know what you don't like about love. You also learn that love is, is conditional. As much as anybody would love to say love is unconditional and you love hearing that shit, that's a fucking lie. Love is conditional as fuck, period. Mike is There's no woman in the world that's going to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, fuck around on everybody. I'm going to love you unconditionally. There's Never no woman who ever said that. Expectations. Dude, we don't apply that, that part. But as but as a as being a young and dumb person, I believe that was in my marriage that I wasn't. Hey, it was an unconditional love. She's going to love me. To love. No, it was always conditions on that love. As much as you think it wasn't, there are. So that's another thing. You brought, thank you, Urban. I appreciate that. Love ain't unconditional. It comes with conditions, and it's nothing wrong. It's a, not a negative connotation to have conditional love. You're Everybody the, should have conditional love. Are you love. listening to him? Let love in. <laughs> Let, love Let it in him. Let it shower over you, man. <laughs> like the cold showers you take at the LA Fitness while all those balls and sacks are ring <laughs> around you, man. Uh, I will say that, you know, I think, was it not Mike who was bagging on relationship podcast? And like his last few points, the last few moments. I, I, was, I, I was begging, but that's not the basis of our podcast. Our podcast is sports related and we have a segment about relationships and we don't talk deeply about it. So it's more of a passing by thing. I don't do the red pill shit and say women are shit and men are shit and blah, blah, blah. No, we all shit. We just need to work out our shit and figure it the fuck out. No one's right. No in particular it's gender. No particular gender is right. No particular gender is wrong. Period. And that's what they, it's a, a battle of the sexes at this point. It feels like, oh, what do you bring to the table? This and that. And no, everybody needs to bring everything to the table. God damn. What the fuck? All right. Post mic analysis, Binium. What did you think about this particular point? Real quick summarize. I know you usually have thoughts. That nigga can't be giving no damn relationship advice. No <laughs> minute relationship. Shut the fuck up, nigga. I, 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 hey, I, I have learned. <laughs> Uh, I can't give a relationship advice. I've failed many times around, in relationships. I'll fucking run. The, 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 the best experience gaslight is you. failure, don't me, nigga. Yeah, don't let me guess like you, Mike. I was just fucking the around. best experience is failure, nigga. I know and Donald I Trump went bankrupt how many times? Look at that. Thank him. you. And he's he still motherfucking going. So I'm going to be a goddamn love guru soon, nigga. Uh, all I'm going to say is uh, I'm going to be expecting that save the date postcard in the mail. <laughs> Any day now. There's no save the day. Uh, Nigga, I got so many things to worry about right now. It hey, ain't getting married. Poll. Okay, what is the Flash Mob song we're going to do? I don't know if the kids <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. 
We got. There's pick. no. Although you know, the the only concern I have is that Mike and his, and his girl. Uh, there's gonna be a destination wedding in like Far East Asia or some shit. Like guys, it's not gonna be. Well, first of all, we already done. Well, first of all, we're there, going Mike. to Far. I'll, Mike, Mark, I'll be there. Just Please get let me married. Know. First, we going to. We're already going to Southeast Asia, so we're not going. First of all, we're not getting married anytime soon. Right, we're right, not right, getting right. married. We are. We are. We are doing our thing. There's no save the date. There's no flash mob. There's no nothing. My priorities are my babies. She knows that they're my babies. And me getting the fuck out this house. Wedo, 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 wedo. What are your babies? This one, nigga. This ain't. Hey, man. All I'm saying is go to Asia. Don't let your girl get snatched up by them brown men. You know, we can be charismatic at times. You know what I'm saying? They ain't got the. You know what I'm saying? Bruh. If them niggas ain't got the BBC, nigga. They ain't got the BBC, nigga. If Big you brown lose guy. your girl, if you yeah, if you lose your girl to a brown dude, nigga, I, we ain't. I just might as well. I might as well just kill life. myself, right? Uh, yeah, that at that point, happen, nigga. Just, just, just. Yeah, just that future moment with Mike, man. Fuck the subcontinent of India. <laughs> fuck them up. Benny was right. We should kill half of those people. Half of a billion need to go now. Either way, uh, like I said, like Michael Mullins. There's scoring. no, there's no save to date ham. All right. It, 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 you yet, got, yet. Oh, you wanna you wanna set it over under? I I think uh, I think Jimmy Carter may still be alive when that happens. You should buy no. Send it. No, to, send Carter it to Plain Georgia. Be dead. <laughs> Jimmy Carter will be dead. There will no be said. Jimmy Carter will be dead when there's a say, if if okay. there is when, when. if when oh, there is a say. Damn. Day. I hope I hope your lady friend don't listen, man, because she's gonna be like, you gonna wait that long, Mike? <laughs> like we gotta wait till Jimmy's dead. He could be around. For that nigga about to die in like he's like been, six months. That's been the case for a long time. He's gonna round a year on this hospice care. I don't know what they're giving him. Sorry, Mrs. Future Mullen. It's gonna be a little bit of a wait. I'm sorry, he's Jimmy. Hey, we got a shout out to Jimmy, yeah, dude. I know we time. we hinted at it so many times before, and we were all pretty sure he was gonna make it, but he did make it. <laughs> it's his new year. Jimmy Carter, baby. You're good, man. You'll probably have a recovery. He'll probably live another yeah. three years, man. <laughs> I don't know how many more state fairs he's gonna be at, but he's looking pretty good. What state fair is this nigga gonna be at? This nigga, he was at the Plains Georgia State Fair like earlier this year or something, man. Just like no, you, you mean this year in 2024? I think it was this year or late no 2023 or 2022. He was at some state fair, like you know, hanging with the peoples, man. So okay, greaseball fillet. Beanie, what's up, Beanie? All right, so and his beautiful baby girl, uh, listeners. My daughter just joined us again two weeks the, in a row. Yeah. Uh, so so the the fillet this week so i have a few so two fillets one is going to be sarah snyder from cnn i don't know if you guys heard she does a lot of great um reporting for for like a lot of things culture related one second uh you, one half, no no it's the big guy stuff so i just want to give her a fillet she was she was diagnosed two days ago with stage three breast cancer right and um, she's just a great reporter. She does a lot of great reporting from different locations. I think she did. She went to Hamas. She did uh, Black Lives Matter. She did a lot of great reporters. She's just known as a great, cool reporter that goes out into different places and does a lot of good reporting. She was just diagnosed with stage three. I, lo- I like her a lot. I wish her the best of luck. Is uh, three, um, uh, it's spread beyond the initial? Three, three, three is pretty bad, but uh, breast cancer has the most funding of any cancer out there. Okay, so her prognosis is uh, good. Of, the, the 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 in most cases a stage three would be very bad. 
But in this particular case, stage three is equivalent to you have an 80% survival rate. Oh, wow. So, so her chances are pretty good for survival, but stage three is usually, you know, that's, you know, it's you better want to than stage it, two and below. I would hear stage four. So if you, when, yes. Oh, stage four is you're done. Okay. Stage four is like you've got, you've gone to the bones, you've gone to the brains. Um, and so that's pretty bad. So, yes, baby. Put, put in the sink. Yes. And let me finish, baby. Let me finish and I'll be right there. Make it with you. Thank All right, you, you got another. You got more. So, so, so that's one. And then, of course, uh, I want to give um, a big shout out. Well, okay, so there was a there was a women's basketball game that took place this week. Grambling played the College of Biblical Studies, <laughs> and the and the final score was Grambling one fifty nine and College of Biblical Studies eighteen. <laughs> so one fifty nine to eighteen, right? Mm -hmm. So the fillet goes to the College of Biblical Studies. Do you know why? Why? Because they're going to be in heaven with the pearly gates <laughs> wide open, looking at these heathen <laughs> Grambling State University kids beating them by this many points. They should go to the depths of you know where for winning that darn hard. Uh, <laughs> All right. So those are my two fillets: the College of Biblical Studies. For getting beat so badly, and then uh, Sarah Snyder, who is uh, I'm a big fan of, reporter on CNN. Nice. All right. So my uh, fillet, you know, actually I had to change it because I had something for Jim Harbaugh for winning the title, but the late breaking news that came in, Nick Saban's retirement. So I'm gonna pivot to that. So my, my fillet is going to go to Nick Saban's. Great career at, at, at Alabama. I'm not talking about his uh, stint with the Dolphins. Uh, just at Alabama, winning six titles. He had Georgia's number. He had everyone's number. And that fucker gets to leave on a good note against Georgia, undoing what could have been a three-peat. Uh, so kudos to the West Virginian, Nick Saban. Not so long ago, they lost to Louisiana Monroe. <laughs> yes, One of his <laughs> first or second season, yeah. of people are like, Saban is... Maybe we should bring back, you know, somebody yeah. else. Was it like, like, was it like Shula? I'm thinking, was it Mike Shula? There was some some random guy. Yeah, but like, it was oh, just yeah. like where he's went from there, right? And what is the phrase you always say? Deaf taxes, Alabama, okay. right? That kind of became the saying, ham. I thought you could catch my... Well, I guess it ain't happening. You know, when we're remote, man, we just don't have... We're not some <laughs> energy, right. you know? Uh, any other fillets, ham? No. Wow. Just saving. Well, Say, you, know, you know, I I would have one fillet. And sometimes honorable mentions, but no honorable mention. Man, a Georgia boy giving an Alabama coach a fillet you know, shows true maturity there, even in the midst of uh, being cheated out of a three-peat, no, a no, potential we, chance we, of a three-peat. I'm sorry. It was cheated. <laughs> uh, we are on fillets, so I'm going to go uh, three fillets. Uh, first one is going to go to a TV show I forgot to mention as one of my more favorite shows of last year. I started watching actually late in December, and uh, it's still actually ongoing. It's Fargo. Oh, Season okay. five man, with uh, Juno Temple, John Hamm, and a few other people. Uh, what's his name? Big-haired Steve from Stranger Things. He's Do they have any holdover character from season to season, or is it all new? I have not seen it since like season two, yeah. so I don't know the last few seasons, okay. but typically they don't hold over. Every season is a new story. Okay. Right, but Juno Temple from uh, Keeley from Ted Lasso, a lot of people know that. She's awesome in the show. Oh, I mean, wow. it's just it's a good season, right? Yeah. It's hit or miss sometimes. Fargo, but this season's very good. John Hamm does a pretty good job in there too. It's still ongoing. It's like one or two episodes left. Oh, nice. Fargo. 
uh, I also go a random fillet. It's more was like a thing I wanted to do a resolution for 2024, but I'm going to go with cooking more specifically meal plans. So I signed up for like a meal plan service. So they don't bring you any food. You just pay like 10 bucks a month and they tell you what to make and what to buy from the grocery store. Right. You don't get any food delivered to you. They basically just say, look, here, you need to get these grocery stores. This is all the prep you can do. And then during the week, you only spend like 30, 40 minutes cooking, but you do most of the prep on a Sunday. So just to be clear, so they're not shipping like, you know, the other companies oh, do. So this is like, what, what is the name first. of the brand? Like Dubois? Like they go tell you to go. Why are you dumb? <laughs> go. So no, they tell you like a to... list of things and then you go and pick it up and you do it. Yeah. And they'll list it by sections of the grocery. So okay. it's like, get all the food. It's just trying to simplify the thinking. The biggest problem that people have with cooking in general is where to get started, yeah. what to cook. Analysis paralysis. Paralysis by analysis. Yeah. So this way, and it's it's vegan. The one I'm doing is all vegan. So it's kind of cool. You know, I don't know how much I'll keep up with it, but it's like just motivating me to be like, okay, you got to do this every week. You signed up for it. It's cool stuff. It's healthy. Do it. So far, so, so good? So far, so good. It's only been a week. Uh, the last one is I'm going to give the one that you left off because of Sabin. Harbaugh, man. Captain. Back. Oh, Captain. I've been calling it for months. Michigan's winning the CFP. They're winning the title finally, and mm. I love Jim Harbaugh, when he was an Indianapolis Colts quarterback, and he threw that ball in the end zone, the Hail Mary that never was. I think it was a playoff game maybe, and I just always loved his grittiness. Harbaugh, Michigan man, I got to give him a fillet. They deserved a title eventually. If it was not this year, it was going to happen eventually because they've been too good for too long now under Harbaugh's reign. I don't know know, uh, if it's the best college fight song but i know the michigan fight song more than any other like it's just always just you always hear that 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 fight song that they have it's just like that and like usc but like yeah they have yeah, a i mean fight the legacy of michigan they put a lot of nfl talent there they've had a lot tommy of tommy b yeah tommy i'm charles woodson yeah right a lot of a lot of good players have come out of there that have done really well and like that's just a prestige program that i think got overlooked by ohio state for way yeah. too long and now they've kind of taken the mantle. We'll see how they go if, uh, you know, Harbaugh ends up, you know, in Buckhead, chilling, you know, <laughs> or Lennox Mall, like getting shot at or he'd, something. He'd go on we'll see they fare without him. Uh, Mike, what you got? I know who it should be based on your moment with Mike, but maybe it won't My be. My filet? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'll give a – it could be my lady, you know. Oh. Well, what T. Is James. It? Huh? What is it, though? No, my my fillet was really uh Cat Williams. Oh. Because I I enjoyed his he's a true entertainer. He's smart. He's as much as every as much as everybody likes to rag on him and the easiest go-to for anybody for anybody to discount anybody is to say oh they're crazy or they're on drugs. Just like they did Dave Chappelle. Remember? Oh, he's crazy. He went to fucking Africa. Da, da, da. Guess what? He came back even fucking stronger. And I'll admit Right now, what I'm going through with the X, it's a little like that. It feels like that. I'm being called crazy and this and that. And like, no, bro, it's easy. You just discount me as crazy. Fine. At the end of the day, I know my truth. So all I'm saying, Pat Williams, you're a fucking genius, fucking entertainer. And boom, that's it. That's my filet. Easy peasy, baby. I cannot dispute that. If indeed Cat Williams read 3,000 books a year. He is true. I never said that was true. I said he's a true entertainer. I never said that nigga was a a, he's a fucking genius. I'm not it's like kind of it's it's kind of like Kanye West, right? The the thing is with Kanye West, remember with that whole shoe deal when they dropped him because the anti-Semitic thing? 
the word on the street was he was playing chess with motherfucking Adidas. He yeah. knew he knew he wouldn't get his right money until he said something off the wall. And the only way he can say off the wall to get out of his contract with him is say anti-Semitic shit. He said it. They dropped him. He wanted to prove his point. The only way you're going to sell a half a billion dollars worth of shit is with my fucking name, not with fucking Adidas. And they proved Wait, it. When is the next time we hear from Cat Williams again of of any substance? Like when he's on a platform again where it matters? Like when are the I mean, next get, time we're going to mention him? Oh, that's Joe the thing. Rogan. That's the great thing yeah, about Cat. And this is no, no. This is the great thing about Cat. Cat is like, I'm dropping the mic and I'll disappear into in the light and come back at you. Disappear in the light and come back at you. Like, you don't know when you're going to see this nigga again. It's kind of like what Dave Chappelle did at one point. Remember? He came back into the light. And he came back in and out and out, and then now he's just in it. So I think that's what Cat's trying to pull. He's trying to pull it up. Is Cat Williams prepping for a special? And this is he's just revving up the engine. Oh so yeah. Special yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like, bro, it's all chess. We don't know the moves until it's done. He did. He did uh, tip his hand for one of the moves, like he's going on a tour. So like this is probably gonna yeah. drum up uh, business for him. Yeah, he's going on a tour with um actually uh, Kevin Hart's ex-wife, his first ex-wife. She's like a comedian. Hold on. Yeah. You're, don't. That's gonna be. You know. That's one of my grease balls. So just okay. hold, hold your. Oh yeah. yeah. Hold your oh, okay. Stuff. Well, I yeah. Think this is. Uh, I think that this is the next <laughs> thing, right? Well, there Bring we go. Okay. Ball? Well, we'll start off with the first grease ball, which is Tori Hart. There you go. After yeah. this, after Cat uh, Williams went on Club Shay Shay and roasted her her ex husband, she announced that she's gonna be going on tour with Cat Williams, which is I thought was crazy because. They, they, I thought they were amicable, and she still has his last name because of his fame. Okay. And she's kind of made her name in her own right, so I'm, I'm not a little confused I, as I, to why. I don't know do her. So she's so she's a stand-up comedian? She's a stand-up yeah. comedian, and okay. apparently she's done some movies. Wow. Let, hang on. Let me rewind because William's not giving me the, the story of her. She, when her and Kevin were at, together, they were both struggling comedians in Philly. And Kevin, she took a backseat to Kevin because he was he was building his brand, right? Because as most women do, they they take a backseat to their husbands. Um, she helped him build his brand. She helped him with his skits, his comedian, his act, his stick, his everything. And then he blew up. Then guess what he did? He decided to cheat and fucking leave her, kick her to the curb. I so mean, essentially, I mean, I don't see her as a grease ball, but to each his own. <laughs> I mean, have you like, have you seen her? <laughs> what the fuck does she look like? Got to do with anything, nigga? I'm just, I'm just. Are, are Kevin we... Hart literally made his billions off the back of his fucking wife, and he thanks her no, for her services. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. She's a decent one, but I'm just saying, like, I, I thought they got along pretty well because, of, you know, she still uses his last name. From what I understand, they have a good relationship. So I'm just a little confused on the move. It's like a very backhanded thing to do. To, no, to I don't. I don't think so. I mean, Kevin had it coming at some point. Like you can't. You can't think you're just gonna screw everybody over on your way to the top. You will. They're. They're. they're listen. My thing is, look. If you're gonna make adult decisions, be ready for adult consequences. That's it. He. He cheated on her. He. She feels slighted. Why not? Team up with this guy. All, all, all he, all Cat Williams said, who's an industry plant. Like, right. oh well. William, grease ball. Fire it up, baby. Fire it up. We, right. We're done with the love doctor, the love guru. Enough out of you. All right. So, <laughs> so, so, so obviously, uh, Tory Hart's number one. 
Then, of course, there's another uh, there's another University of Wisconsin Chandler that got fired. And apparently him and his Chancellor? wife were making Chancellor. I'm sorry, oh, I said Chandler. Chancellor got fired because they were making porn. And apparently he thought there was nothing wrong with it. So <laughs> I thought that was very peculiar. I mean, he's 63 years old. Oh, oh active, damn. active sex life. Look at that. Oh, yeah. And, Am someone yeah, to inspire um, to me. That's right. And, I'm not yeah, going to be recording they would, this. They would, <laughs> they, they would record and then they would, uh, they would use a website called Sexy Happy Couple. Okay. Um, I guess that was their 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 handle name oh, for all the Oh, this is like grandparent friends. porn. It was with his wife. He was doing it or something. Yeah, he was doing it with his wife. But oh, and I mean, he's a you know, it's like it's like being on the you know on the in in the C suite and you're making porn and you think maybe he's hung like a horse. Like, so man. so uh, these these uh this very peculiar. Like these, I just don't understand this. These stories when they come to to light, it, nobody ever says like I was just jerking off one day and I was like, hey, that looks just like the the schools whatever. Like how how did they how did this come to light? Somebody was uh, must have been using so, this. Somebody material. somebody discuss you know identified. But they them clean up the story after the fact. Oh, I just I mean, stumbled like, onto this. Old people porn does not get recommended to you, so you have to be actually. <laughs> you gotta, what is a key that. search word for that? <laughs> All I know is, I mean, they must have had a lot of hits. They must have a lot of hits. Yeah. If I would have seen that video, yeah. that video yeah. would have been like it to make me horny. Oh no! <laughs> um, and then another one uh, goes to a pastor in High Point, North Carolina. Uh, the pastor. So he gets a wife from his his wife goes to a McDonald's and tries to order some food, and somehow there are some words exchanged with the employee where she felt disrespected. She calls her husband. The husband then comes to the McDonald's, goes behind the counter, and attempts to put uh, the employee's head in a deep fryer. Wow, Shit, dude. Yeah. So for disrespecting his wife. So damn. Come on, bro. Like you gonna try to deep fry? A uh, uh, McDonald's employee for disrespecting your your wife. Come on, man! It, it kind of comes, you know. Th what did God say? Turn the other cheek. He did not do that, you know. So uh, I don't think he tried the other. That's what he was trying to do. Um, and then, of course, the last but not least is going to go to Boeing. Oh, he can't get these damn seven thirty sevens together. This the last one. Uh, this missing mm -hmm. part for Liam. Yeah, don't Airlines. we know somebody that works there? We need to bring him up on this podcast. Yeah, they got to yeah, answer. I do. We do not need to bring him up. His name. Will, that's his like name when you will, get the uh, expert witness, right? Yeah. No, his <laughs> name will remain nameless on this <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah. When we when we do these specialty Thank podcasts, you. I mean, Thank we really you. have to talk about. We really have to talk to this guy. Come on, man. We got to get better with that. Um, and then the last, but the last one after this, I sh I was gonna leave this one, but we might as well just go there. John Mayer. So I was watching the uh, NYE CNN. Oh yeah, when he was with the cat, or whatever. Oh, yeah, he was he was, yeah, he was, he was at a cat bar in Tokyo. It was so weird. And the name of the cat bar was called Cat in the Box, and he's just chilling there, and cats are like walking across his drink and. It's apparently it's a thing in Tokyo. Like, what kind of weirdo thing is it that? It seemed like he was doing it as an act, though. It didn't seem like yeah, he was really like, into it. It didn't seem like he was stuff. into it. Yeah, like it wasn't. Um, I could see if you're a cat person, you're, you're, you know, it's a lonely place and they're weird, you know, yeah. over there. So you pet the cat or whatever. But he was just kind of like, it was like a stunt. I didn't really get it. All right. I went into some so, weird stuff, those, uh, those islanders. Yeah, so that concludes my grease ball for this week. Babe. So my uh, my grease ball goes to the New Orleans Aints for their unsportsmanlike behavior at the end of the Falcons Saints game. So uh, for those who uh, were 
or who did not watch, the the Saints had a commanding lead at the end of the game. They they were basically going to win it. The Falcons were eating shit. The coach was going to be fired. Formation. They go into victory formation, which signals to the other team that this game is over. The score is beyond reach, and we don't want to get anybody hurt. Let's just take a knee, and we'll bleed the clock, and we all go home, right? Victory formation is a sacred, sacred, sacred formation. You don't fuck with it. But Jameis Winston overruled the coach for the Saints uh, because he wanted, I think there was a running back who was doing great with the Lions like a year ago, and now he did not have one touchdown. So they're like, man, we can't finish the year without giving the ball to this guy. Uh, and not so, even earned. Yeah. So it was, And also, the, the reason why they're getting the grease ball, so, you know, a lot of times people, because, you know, at the end of the game, the lame duck coach, Arthur Smith, was heated. He's like, what the fuck, blah, blah, blah. And then the Saints yeah, coach right. throws his players under the bus. Instead of, like, maybe you got to fall on the sword. Maybe you don't want to reveal that there was a mutiny on your sidelines where you said, take a knee, and they overruled the head coach. Like, maybe you would want to keep that a secret. But, like, he agreed with the, the Falcons coach. Um, but a lot of people were like, oh, what are you complaining? Because they're running up the score. And you know how that obnoxious thing where, like, yeah, if you yeah. don't want somebody to run up the score, stop them. This wasn't a running up the score issue. This was a, it was basically a double fuck you. You know, like, running up the score is a fuck you, but it's an acceptable fuck you because, hey, we're all professionals. You you find no way to stop. But they did a running up the score by deception when the game was out of reach. And that's what gives them the grease ball for like trying to disguise. Cause he could have, James Winston could have changed, you know, checked out of the formation and did like an eye formation and run, you know, but they didn't do that. And, and, and I don't know if there's going to be any consequences on that front, because in the future that could be like a safety issue. Cause like if you have some, some crazy coach, like what was that? Uh, Shiano, like where he would like be needlessly aggressive when the game was out of reach, he's vindicated now. Cause like, Hey, one day somebody could do this to me. So maybe they, they need to clean that up to say, like, if you're going to be victory formation, you can't be doing no whatever because it's, it's a safety issue. But the Saints get the grease ball for that. You know, I was actually, uh, you actually gave me a lot of good context there because I was actually going to give Arthur Smith a grease ball for getting pissed oh. off at the, <laughs> the score, but I didn't know the whole victory formation. I didn't see the highlight. Yeah. I just saw kind of uh, the rough outlines of it was like they scored late and they were up big. So right. in my head, I was thinking like what most people thought. So what? They ran up the score. Right. Play defense. Like, I wouldn't give a fuck if you put 50 burger on me or whatever. But, yes, when somebody puts their hands up, I got no weapons, nothing. Yeah. Psych. You don't shoot them. <laughs> yeah. You know? They're giving themselves up. You don't kind of dupe them, right? Right. And it's not even like, you know, like the Dan Marino, like, fake spike. Like, because they're still competitive. They're trying to score. They're, you know, they, like, this was a totally unnecessary blindside. And it must suck being Arthur Smith because he must have known he's getting fired. And this coach, you know, there's a, the brotherhood of head coaches. You know, they're all got each other's back. Like, you're going to do this to me? <laughs> When I'm about to get shit canned like six hours, like what the fuck? I mean, I I, I get it. I mean, all's fair in love and football, maybe. I don't know, but yeah, that's kind of a low blow. You're about to get shit canned and you do this shit. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't really have a, I didn't really have any. You, great... But you heard the other coach. He was like, I understand. Yeah. I understand. He was like, I'm yeah. Like, he was like, oh my, I don't know what happened. That was that was them. And out of all people, yeah, Jameis. Yeah. Like if you asked me blindly, the yes. quarterback that would do it, I would. Jameis yeah, would be yeah, in the top yeah. ten. Like, yeah, he probably did that yeah. shit. Did you also hear Shannon Sharp call for? Jamison, Jamison Winston's uh, like I would cut him from the Saints right now. 
you do not do something yeah, like that. I think they probably like, will. Yeah, because that, that was kind of a Trump fucked up thing. is a former football player, too. Right. So, like, I, he knows about the code of ethics yeah. on the football field, right? And many yeah, left, yeah. but that's probably one of them, you know? Yeah. It's not yeah, like yeah. faking a, a spike or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's probably in the end of a game where you, you're trying to get them off balance, right? Right. right. A yeah, mic yeah. ball, uh, I didn't really have one, but this is why I love uh, going – you know, second or third on the list of grease spots because I get to poach a little bit from your idea. So Benia mentioned New Year's Eve, the John Mayer weird interview with Anderson Cooper. You know, uh, this year was not exciting for me or for most of us, right? I spent the New Year's at home, right, uh, chilling, and I saw some of the New Year's Eve events. And it's the first time, I don't know, in a decade since I even watched any of the New Year's shows. God, they're bad. There, the grease ball is every New Year's Eve rocking so you, you ch- park you, shit. You change the channels, around, and so what? Oh, yeah, one. And I, honestly, I'm so old. I was like, "Where's the Atlanta one?" Like, oh yeah, there was no peach drop this stopped, year. Yeah, I, yeah. Or they they stopped filming Atlanta at all, like at eleven or whatever. They wrote, they just go to the national one. The Nashville New Year's Eve was like on most of the channels. I was like, wait, what? I I was just thrown off by the whole thing, and it just was not exciting. You could tell everybody just mailing it in, awkward interactions like the John Mary interview or them throwing it over to Rita or whatever in the crowd. And she's trying to act hype, but she's not really. Oh man. Uh, New Year's Eve shows just, it's like the all-star game or maybe the dunk contest. Through, what, just, just get rid of the whole right. thing. <laughs> NFL, get rid of New Year's Eve events. You know, how about we just um, have uncle Shay Shay, whatever, interviewing some people. For <laughs> That's New Year's. right. How about that? A live, Drinking, yeah, a live drunk, like a podcast. Live drunk. <laughs> Please, I want to see more drunk podcasts, right? <laughs> I don't. He he's too famous to do that. But I need maybe Cat Williams. Cat Williams, start your own pod and just yeah. start drinking with people all the time. How about that? <laughs> Greaseball, New Year's Eve shows. All right, Mike, top it off. Skate, skate, skate. <laughs> all right, uh, my um, my Greaseball for this pod is uh, none other than Jonathan Majors. Oh boy. What about the nose? The nose action. And fuck that big nose nigga. I don't know what he's doing with that Benyam. You tell me. But anyway, um, all I'm saying is Jonathan Majors, he did an interview uh, with Good Man oh, America. GMA, right? Yeah, GMA. And it just it was awkward as fuck. And he doubled down on just so many things. Uh, especially when it came to the Coretta Scott yeah. King thing. I think, yeah. It was just, it was cringy, man. Like, bro, why are you keep on? Because he defended the him. fact that he wanted his white girlfriend to be like, yes, but I mean, like, like Michelle and Coretta Scott skiing. He was like, and he paused the longest pause ever to collect his thoughts. And it's like, well, I really wanted her to be this. Re-. I'm like, listen, you're asking a non African American woman to have the patience and grace of African American women. Stop it. That's never going to happen. Ever, ever in fucking life, that, the, the non-white experience and the white experience are two different ball games. For so, for him to even make that comment to his girlfriend was stupid as fuck. But then, in the other part of the interview, they ask him about Megan, Megan uh, Good. Oh, she's a godsend, and da da da, and she's my Coretta Scott King. I'm like, dating Megan Good now. Yeah, yeah. he's he been dating her since the beginning of the allegations. You know, some so, people, Mike, don't keep up with pop culture, so you need to inform them. Of yeah, the well, I'm sorry. You, you don't keep up with it. But the thing was, he just kept on, like, goddamn, nigga, do you love credit cards? It got so bad to a point where fucking, um, not fucking, but 
the the daughter of of Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott King said, "Dude, keep your names, keep my fucking mom's name out your fucking mouth, bro." Yeah, like, what's the fascination what? with Coretta Scott King? Hey, correct. I, mean, I know she was, you know, she's famous and she did a lot of good stuff, but like, I don't know. Just I, 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 well, I, I, this is my go uh, ahead, Ham. I, I know. Uh, just real quick, I, I find it amusing that like the focus is on the Coretta Scott King part, but what's missing is he's comparing himself. To Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King. Luther like King. this yeah. motherfucker, you're yeah. just an actor, man. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> shut well, the fuck I up. Mean, you ain't Martin, Martin Luther King. King. Martin Luther King wasn't the Snow Bunnies, as the FBI <laughs> brought out. So. He also did other he, things. Pretty on point. Yeah, <laughs> Martin Luther. Yeah, you think Martin Luther? Like, come on, Martin bro. Luther you told that you, to his Snow Bunnies. You need to be a little bit more like Colonel Scott. <laughs> then it would be appropriate, right? <laughs> I have no, a dream. Jonathan Majors. I mean, the reality is. He trusted the wrong person. He got burnt. Hopefully, he can resurrect his career. Maybe he'll do a, a bunch of indie shit. Maybe some couple of obscure. I think yeah, yeah, he'll he'll be back. Step one It'll though is the... shut the fuck up about this Coretta Scott King thing. That's uh, step yeah, one to the yeah. path of. Uh... Just, just, yeah, just stop. Like he, the reality is, he's African American. We always want to. Even though he's talking this reckless, crazy shit, he's with Megan Good. As long as he don't fuck that relationship up, up and do some dumb ass shit. By dropping her for a white girl, he got the black community on his side at some point in the Man, future. Mike, Just not right now. Mike now has black friends, super pro black women. Like Mike, you you Mike are the power. like the dark the power and African exceptionalism or whatever the hell he said. You know what they you, say Mike. dark meat is a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you goddamn right, nigga. Anyway, Mike has changed. I've not changed. The I church is, the church is next. You're you're circling back to the church. Everybody keeps on telling me that. That's not happening. But okay. Mm. Allahu Akbar. <laughs> All right. I think we're done. Ham, yeah. why are you laughing, Ham? You should agree with me, nigga. I'm the I'm a better Muslim than you, nigga. Are you in the top five? I think you're not you're, you're not even receiving votes with your wait, 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 wait. <laughs> how the, the wait, year how of our you? Lord uh, talk. That's not that is not very Muslim. <laughs> we're not up to 2020. We're not we're not into 2024 yet. Hey, we're like Mike, a few hundred Mike years. Is, Mike back. is gonna be Mike is gonna be running down the church, uh, uh, flipping, uh, flitting cartwheels and catching the Holy Ghost <laughs> in, in no time. So Mike, Mike, here it is, Ham. You know, many, many years ago, 20 years ago, Ham was one up on you. He was a Muslim. You were not. You became a Muslim. So now you are an even playing field, right? If you can get yeah. this uh, newfound love interest of yours to convert to Islam. Oh, one of them will convert. You have an Mike. extra point on Ham. Oh, Mike is going back home. Him for the time being. So that's all I need to do, huh? Get her to convert to Islam. Zero five Muslims. Right. 0% chance of happening. Uh, What's going to happen is that you're going to go back where you belong, and I will remain in the top five. You know, uh, a, a friend of ours, a common friend of ours in high school used to say, hey, you convert somebody to Muslim, you get points. Like, <laughs> if you kill somebody that's non-Muslim, extra credit. <laughs> <laughs> so choose it, Mike. Kill her or marry her. Either way, you're good, man. You get points. I, I, it's going to be a tough feat to convert her to Islam. Yeah. It's going to be a tough feat. <laughs> but I'm trying to get to that top five Muslim. She vibe, doesn't have so. to do that. Uh, she, she's just going to take you with her. Where you belong. That's right. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Any other grease balls? Or we uh this That's it. I'm outro. done. I'm good. All right. Last thoughts, everybody. We will we be in studio in a few weeks, Ham? What we can, think? yeah. We'll see. Hopefully by then uh Belichick will be fired. He'll be an Atlanta guy. We can talk about that. Uh we'll see. Oh, oh, yeah. That'll be awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm done. Y'all give y'all final thoughts and we can uh roll this I one. Ain't, I ain't got no final thoughts, nigga. 
All right, well, uh, we will uh, be in your ear holes again in a few weeks. I'll try to get this thing posted up in a couple days. may not be as quick as in the past, but it should be up before the weekend. So for anybody trying to get those uh, marathon runs in, maybe you'll have this uh, three-hour marathon to listen to when you get to it. All right, guys. Peace. Probably not. All right, fellas.